Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. We're live and we're started, but we're not like officially live. Like it's, this isn't like when you. Soft open. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Soft open, cold open, you know, however you want to go. I mean, with all this uh, sexy talent in the room, I don't know how anybody could be soft. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Um, let me go ahead and uh, we'll get some music going here too. Um, Where might I find the link there, Michael? Oh, that's oh, a great yeah. question. Um, <laughs> share this thing. Share sure, it. give me the thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know where to find it. Actually, hold on. What? Go to Mike's Facebook page. Okay. See, this is why Vic is going places. I, I mean, I need to get my shit together. And various and sundry things. Filling space. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Taking up a chair. <laughs> All right, so I just shared it on my Facebooks. You guys can share it. It's www.mixler.com slash FXBG Public Radio. <gasps> Charmaine's listening. I love Charmaine. You guys say hi to Charmaine. Hi, Hello, Charmaine. Charmaine. James, you actually met her. I know. You met her last she time. She was delightful. Wasn't she? Yeah. I'm trying to get her to come down more often. Um, she's probably um, poor Mr. MC, MC Brooks of uh, Rock Deep Rogue Radio Infamy uh, had a flood in his basement. Cause, oh, no. Wow. Because apparently it's rained every day. Since like it became Yeesh. summer here in the DC area, it's, it's really bad. Yeah, it's been yeah. real, real bad, and uh, I feel bad for the dude. So um, he can't, he can't, he was going to be doing a show. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it tonight. Um, he was going to record it on his own. He's got his own little studio set up down in his basement, but you know his basement's underwater. So yeah, that's Yeesh. a little tough. Kind of puts the kibosh on the uh, recordings. Yeah, I mean, it just it sounds like a it sounds like an excuse that you would be like, uh, you would be like, oh, I'm going to be downstairs in my underwater studio recording. Wait, what? <laughs> what are you really doing down there? Nothing. Shut up. Go away. Shut up. Go away, mom. <laughs> just, God, you just don't understand my show. God. All my friends get it. Why don't you get it? I saw um, Will Pfeiffer, I think, uh, who wrote a wonderful run on Aquaman some time ago. Yeah. Uh, he had a flood and he had a bunch of his. Uh, long boxes on the floor in his oh, basement. Dude, oh, dude, you never put them on the floor. And, and he's like, "So I, I'm, I'm, this, I'm glad that I am organized enough that I have all my stuff bagged and boarded. I haven't checked. I'm going to assume everything is fine, <laughs> but I will soon be, will soon be finding out." Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is a very special episode of GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, we're without Steve because Steve is still on vacation, but that's okay because I've got. Okay, I got to stop for a second and just kind of reset everything. I'll, I'll introduce it once we play the theme music and stuff, but I can't tell you I'm excited I am to have this guy in the studio. Yeah. And the reason why is the first episode that we ever did, and this was December of 2014. It was at Vic's house. What? We recorded, ago, yeah. we recorded at his dining room table with like his like just this random microphone just right there on his table my my roommates walked in halfway through like awkwardly what's going on here yeah yeah. we're live shut the hell up (laughs) just go downstairs (laughs) i'll explain later yeah and like it was we talked about um it was an idea that steve and i had had about rewriting the star wars prequels about like how you could rewrite them to make them a little bit better and it's i mean it's not a bad podcast you can actually find it hint hint nudge nudge um (laughs) yeah we actually, I re-released all of our original podcasts, and I've been going back and listening to them, and they're so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> was it the uh, the equipment or the content? It or... was a, the content was good, because yeah. it was it was me, obviously, and, <laughs> and and you, and Steve, and our content is gold, right? The the secret sauce is Mike, though. So. Oh, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm okay with being Thousand Island that they want to do this Thousand Island dressing. Um, 
but like the audio quality was bad at various times. Like we had to record, like I'm in Virginia and Steve's in Pittsburgh and he's using an uh, old rock band microphone to record on because he didn't go out and buy <laughs> one yet. Like <laughs> it was a shoestring budget and we've grown since then, but it was just like, Oh my God, these are awful. But like you could see that there was something cool there that we had going on. And like, it was funny. I had one episode that I talked about, um, He-Man masters of the universe, the movie yeah. with Dolph Lundgren. Oh yeah. And for whatever reason, it got on a Reddit forum. And that particular podcast had something like 25,000 downloads. Holy shit. Wow. And it was just like, I, I talked about the movie and how it was a piece of shit. <laughs> and like, but I still loved it, right? Like, I was like, this movie's a piece of shit, but I so fucking love it. So bad it's good. But everybody just wanted to listen. And I, and I was like, this is how you get popular? Is you trash a movie with Dolph Lundgren in it? I can do that all day. All right. <laughs> it's, it's weird the things that like yeah. pick up. Every piece of art that I've made where I'm like, this is going to sell like a motherfucker. Yeah. Nothing nothing right like, <laughs> I, get, I get zero traction right and i'm like oh there's this thing i fired out in 20 minutes we were like oh can i have a print I'm like son of a bitch <laughs> I, I drew it on a cocktail napkin yeah God. <laughs> i had to scan this and then redraw the whole thing why do you like this i don't know <laughs> so get some, frustrating get some sweet 80s music going here my god is that erasure <laughs> yes ah. <laughs> it's like it might be the only song of theirs i can i can uh remember at all or recognize at all it's the only one that really needs to be known let's be honest and it's okay. because of scrubs <laughs> is it really it uh, is you want to know why 100%. i know this song i know this song remember that uh, we were talking about alternative music from the 90s yeah. earlier remember that band weedus that did teenage dirt oh yeah they oh. did a cover of this song what the fuck and that's the only reason i knew about it because i heard this song and the weedus version and i was like i like this hmm. and the girl i was dating at the time was like oh this is an erasure song and i was like erasure oh uh-huh. like scooby-doo like you just what? made that up and then she <laughs> she found the album and she played it for me and i was just just like you're the coolest chick ever like and that's how i learned about the sweetest cover yeah uh, well you know what you don't have to you want to know because you have it at your fingertips there we go (laughs) i would expect nothing less mike this is why being well prepared yes exactly so let's transition from uh, erasures a little bit of respect to uh weedus yeah it it, it classed it up with the uh with the acoustic guitar it's different is decidedly different. Oh, here we did get an update on Mr. MC Brooks. Um, he's good though. The water is gone, so out of good. his basement. Good, so good, good. Um, she's back in North Stay Carolina. Stay dry, brother. She's <laughs> she's in North Carolina for a wedding. So I hope you enjoy your time in North Carolina. Hopefully, you get uh, some Zaxby's while you're down there, Charmaine. Um, bring, me, bring me back some crinkle fries, and we'll be good. Um, yeah, but like the only reason I didn't like this version of the song yeah. is these guys go a little falsetto way too easy. The, yeah, the the lead singer's like the pitch in his voice is already so high. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still a good song. There's also like, and I'm 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 of two minds about covers in general. Yeah, uh, um, about how how this particular thing is done, and it's how uh, uh, faithful do you stay to the adaptation? How mm-hmm. like like do you maintain like the same like key changes and things in the song? Yeah. Um, and like there was uh, uh, like right when I don't know any musical terminology. So right when things start really getting going, yeah. there's a, a he holds a note longer and in a different pitch yeah. or key. Mm. Like again, no musical terminology. So you know the thing where he know, does the, the thing, thing with his voice. Uses his voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's different than the original, and it's like yeah. noticeably different and not in a good way. Not necessarily bad. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know it either, but I kind of like the. The cover better, just hearing it, yeah, yeah, coming in fresh, yeah. All right, it's I, I like them both. 
And a perfect example of what you're talking about is taking a cover and making it your own. And we've talked about this so many times when we've talked about like our favorite cover songs on uh, Pirate Radio. But um, Johnny Cash covers Hurt. It's such a better song. By Nine Inch Nails. It is such a better song. <laughs> and it's so much better coming from Nine, uh, coming from Johnny Cash. So much so that uh, the Trent Reznor was like, he made my song better. And it's like it's like when you dated a girl and you break up and then she finds somebody else better. And you're just like, <laughs> you're like, fuck. Like, that, that hit home. <laughs> that's, that's not me. That She's not mine anymore. This doesn't belong to me. He's like, that's Johnny's song now. Well, and it's it was, funny. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to ask completely something different. Just like, what did you guys think of the Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal? I really like that. That cover. was an example of taking something and making it completely your own. And that's, I think that's yeah. a great example. still respecting the original, though. Yeah, and yeah. it's, 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 again, I'm of two minds about it, where, like, that is different enough that you, I can listen to both of them and still really appreciate both songs. Yeah. I just really like the original a lot. But then also, too, let's throw a monkey wrench in this one real quick. I actually like this version of Smooth Criminal better. It's gonna be like a chip tunes version. This is the one from the Sega Genesis version. Oh, Mo- with Moonwalker? Oh. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my god. The, less, the lesser known, underappreciated version. Huh? It sounds like it was played with like plastic saxophones from a preschool band. <laughs> I can see the appeal though. <laughs> Look, there's a certain nostalgia to playing this in TJ Maxx while your mom is shopping when oh, you're nine yeah. years old on the big stand up. Moonwalker console game that was there, and that's maybe why I love it so much. Because my mom was like, "Okay, I'm done shopping," and I'm like, "I haven't saved all You're the like, children great. yet. I'm not, I'm not finished." So yeah, exactly. Do you want to pick me up in an hour? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all these kids to save. You know, there was. I'll find a ride home. No right. Yeah. <laughs> there was an arcade in Beltway Plaza Mall in Greenbelt, Maryland. Yeah. And it lasted way longer than you'd think it would have. Um, but one of the things it had for the longest time was a, a Moonwalker console and it was just like and like up into like the early 2000s it still had that thing running Damn, really uh yeah it was pretty impressive hmm. uh it's now like a i don't know i think it's like as seen on tv to store or some shit yeah. but uh yeah fucking walker this is not this right here the beat <laughs> just the bass yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's oh god it's so <laughs> bad <laughs> You know um, what though, as you as you can tell, even from the intro that we do for uh, the, for Pirate Radio, I mean, I'm a huge fan <laughs> of eight bit covers of songs. I don't know why. I really don't. Well, part of it is because I can play them for intros and I don't have to give royalties. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nudge, <laughs> nudge. Um, let's keep that on the download though. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, but like, it's there's something about this ver- like when they do songs like this, and I just I fucking love it. I have like an entire playlist on Spotify of just 8-bit covers of songs. Just mm. cuz. It's really charming. I don't know if I would listen to it like I want to listen to some music and I would put this on. I can't listen to it a lot. Uh, gotcha. It it has it's it has a very like it's It would be like a piece of pizza that's covered in dough and deep fried. Would it be good and delicious? Oh, absolutely. But you can't have sure. it every day yeah. because you would yeah. die. Yeah, it's, it's the it's, same thing. It's eating a whole cheesecake. Yeah. Sounds great at first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, on, on that note, I think we're ready to go ahead and kick this off, yeah, guys. Um, we are going to transition into our topic for the evening. We are talking about the best TV shows of all time. We've got Vic Azeem. We've got Hello. James Rambo. Hey. GGR Pirate Radio starts 
right now. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh. are for jerks. <laughs> Run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, you're back on the streets doing the yeah. same thing. So you just put him in the morgue. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... The Great Pirate Wobbles is here for you, sir! Pain heals. Takes digs cars. Glory. Lasts forever. If you will not turn to the dark side, then perhaps she will. What's in the box? Kill her! This is called Pirate Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Guys, we've got an awesome show in store for you. We've got the wonderfully talented and very verbose Mr. James uh, James Rambo. I almost tripped on your name there. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the equally talented, and thank God he's come back to the GGR wa- airwaves. His name is Vic Azim. Happy to be back, for sure. And I'm surprised you didn't uh, butcher my name, actually. So it's, it's much harder than, than his name. Right? So. Yeah. You know, like James Rambo is like, you know. That's... Of the two names you could have butchered, <laughs> I would have yeah. counted on mine being the one. Yeah. So. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is true. What can I say? Um, well, I'll tell you what I can say, what we're talking about tonight. Guys, we're talking about the best TV shows of all time we're going to be talking about a little fun topic that i, I came up with um that actually you and i on facebook came up with uh, yeah. Rambo. um if you could go to any fictional restaurant whether it's tv movies comic books a book doesn't matter where would it be even video games i threw video games in there and, and a couple of people gave me some interesting ideas uh somebody said that they wanted to have dinner in the bioshock world like, oh god why in rapture <laughs> right like i was like it doesn't seem like a good idea because I mean, it just tastes like salt water and you're gonna get killed by a mute yeah well, I don't, <laughs> like, it's like hey you want to go to westeros no <laughs> <laughs> why would i want to go there <laughs> you know that part in uh in the third uh star uh, in the third star wars movie uh the one with all the lava i want to go there yeah. why yeah. Did, did you not learn a lesson seems really warm <laughs> just be really cool sitting over a lava river while anakin and obi-wan fight yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I yeah. yeah people make weird ass decisions. Like, they don't. It's a lack of follow through. Like, people mm-hmm. aren't thinking about like what it actually entails to be in this place. Um, Agreed. <clears throat> well, you also got to think though too. Like, there are some that you don't really think about. Like, for instance, somebody mentioned the prancing pony from Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yeah. the, the the little tavern they were in in Weathertop when uh, Frodo had his little moment with the ring and disappeared. That would be fun, but you know what the problem with that would be? Ring rates. Yeah, sure. Just saying. You're eating a very nice, I'm, I'm assuming, just a large piece of mutton, because that's how all just food a, was served. Yeah, some kind of a giant, like the, the limb of some animal. Yeah, yeah. and then a, like a <laughs> giant thing of beer, right? Because sure. that's all you had was, was yeah. meat and beer. But then you also have to worry about these random monsters coming in and, and slaying everyone because they're looking for the ring. Like, it seems like a dangerous place to live. 
Everybody smells like sweaty old ass, and like, there's no way that place got a health code clearance. Like, it's right? just yeah, yeah. Probably no get... no Chick Fil A sauce, or I'm guessing, right? So. Almost certainly, no. they're no. definitely out of Polynesian sauce. Like, can't, that's just can't not, do it. Yeah, it's a deal <laughs> deal breaker. Um, I don't know. Like, I I was pretty stumped with this question, honestly, because I hadn't really thought about it in terms of like, I, I couldn't think. I, I'm very good at immediately forgetting all of the things I would say when I'm immediately asked a question like that. <laughs> uh, um, yes. But there were two that, that jumped out that other people had suggested. I was like, that's a great idea. Um, the first one was Planet Krypton from Kingdom Come. Oh. Um, which, like, yeah. I would absolutely go to a DC Comics superhero-themed restaurant. Right. Yeah, where is that? Yeah. Um, and, then the, and then the second one was, and it's, it's one of my favorite shows, is JJ's Diner from Parks and Rec. Because uh, I am a sucker for both breakfast food and a diner. Um, and it's nothing but just giant waffles covered with whipped cream over and over and over again. It's, it's wonderful. Well, and I mean, at various points in that show, I know that Ron Swanson has a great deal of love for bacon and other meat products. So, so yeah, it's yeah. a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat. It's funny, I just started watching that last week. So. Oh, yeah? Where are you at at it? It's the fifth episode right now. So. For, uh, oh, first season? Yeah, yeah. It I, gets so much better. The first yeah, season is wow. pretty rough. <laughs> it gets so it's much better. true for a lot of shows, So, yeah. um, but uh, it's been funny so far. So. I think we'll come back to this topic because okay. I, I think this will be kind of like our closer. But like some of the really, really good ones that got mentioned, the Soul Food Cafe from B- the Blues Brothers that Aretha Franklin was yeah, working sure. in. Oh, yeah, sure. When, uh, when John Belushi ordered four fried chickens and a Coke. Yeah. That place looked like it would be pretty good. Yeah, dry toast. Yeah, just yeah. sweet, mm. sweet dry toast. Just just dry. Yeah. No, no ma'am. No jelly. No ma'am. Just dry. <laughs> God, I love that movie. That, that fancy restaurant, when he's like, The women. I want to buy your wife. How much were the women? How much for the little girl? <laughs> <laughs> that movie is I don't not... know, Vic. What do, you, what do you think? Where's the... Uh, oh, man. Where so, do you want to eat? So um, the first thing that came to mind was the Max from Saved by the Bell. So I, my mind started thinking oh, TV shows. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> my qualifier was the TV show has to have an episode where the place is getting shut down by a construction company or they're turning to something and then the group uh, gets together to uh, somehow save, save it from being closed. Hey, so. gang, we got to save the Max. There yeah. was the Max in Saved by the Bell. There were Sharkies in California Dreams. Oh, my God. The Peach Pit in 90210. Do you not, see why Not that I watch episode? 90210 every Wednesday, 8 p.m., Shout out to Jason Priestley, Luke Perry. My wife called um, this one out, Vic. You're okay. Sorry, buddy. Um, and then, you know, movie-wise, I think uh, on Facebook, the first thing I saw mentioned was the um, the Pulp Fiction. Uh, is it? Jack Rabbit Slims. That was Rabbit me. Slim. Yeah. I said, that to, I, would, I said that to Rambo, and he was like, fuck, that's good. I was, yeah, I would 100% eat that. I would not want to pay $5 for a shake, though, so I don't. You know what, though? In the <laughs> early 90s, you wouldn't, but now you now totally that's, would. that's 100%. Yeah. Like, that's just a standard, like, oh, yeah, well, 5 bucks. That's supposed to represent old times, though. That's some inflation <laughs> for, yeah. I think Marilyn Monroe paid $5 for a shake, so I'm only either, going. So. I'm only going, though, if Marilyn is working that night. If she's not working, I'm not in. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm going if John Travolta and Uma Thurman are dancing. Yeah. And, well, yeah. 90s John Travolta, yeah, but like now, I mean, he's. Oof. Yeah, the whole Scientology thing has just rubbed me the wrong way. I, I, yeah. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. That's, that's um, alien cults. Yeah. yeah there have been some really good great. ones. Uh, the restaurant from um, Gilmore Girls was mentioned on multiple multiple accounts. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bob's Burgers was mentioned. Bob's Burgers, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, I'd, I'd like to try a burger from Bob. I don't know if I'd be like a regular. I don't think I would be able to either, just because I see how how nasty the kids are. Like, I mean, they're dirty. Yeah, they're like, charming from a distance. Oh yeah, I don't trust Gene. I, like, I feel like Gene. <laughs> I feel like Gene's like always like wiping his like nose on his sleeve. Like, sure. He just seems like that kind of kid, and he doesn't wash his hands. Just, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. 
What about uh, Single Pulp Fiction? What about... We never got to see the Big Kahuna Burger, but <laughs> the way yes. Samuel Jackson ate that burger and... It was a tasty just, burger. Yeah. It was a tasty burger. Yeah, that, and like... I've Mind never, you, he was enjoying that at 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I've never seen the hell burgers at 7 a.m. People in Los Angeles who are strung out on whatever was in that, <laughs> yeah. whatever was in that briefcase. <laughs> right. I just, I love how he turned taking a bite out of a hamburger into an intimidating move. Yeah. That was the most intimidating hamburger bite I've ever seen in my life. Just like staring him right in the eyes as he took a bite out of the hamburger and just, mmm. It's just a full-on domination. Like oh, It's, yeah. it's yeah. as primal as it gets. I've yeah. taken your sustenance. Yeah. I've taken the food that I'm, you've acquired. I'm mentally killing you before I actually physically shoot you. Yeah. 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 Um, some of the other ones, I mean, a lot of Star Trek references. We got uh, Quarks from Deep Space. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ten Forward. I would be down with 10 forward, but the only problem that I would have with 10 forward is any food you get is replicated. Sure. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm afraid of what replicated food actually tastes like. I don't know, man. I feel like the, the technology is, is far enough advanced that it's going to be like a more real than real kind of situation. Like yeah. the way banana flavoring doesn't really taste like banana, but yeah. if you say like banana flavored thing, it's what people expect. Yeah, mm. exactly. Good point. You know what's funny about that? And uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, Kevin Goswan from Comics Online. Um, he told me this amazing nerd story, which we all of us as nerds, we can kind of appreciate this. But like in the moment, it just sounds really, really dorky until you start hearing it. And you're like, wow, that's fascinating. But basically like the banana flavoring, it's wood chips. But they've altered the like the genetic makeup of the wood chips by like just a smidge. They just knocked one atom out of place and it makes it huh. taste like bananas. And huh. I was just like, I don't think I ever would have known that I wanted to know that, but I'm really glad that I now know that. There's all kinds of stuff. Like the, the I don't know how apocryphal it is, but the story I've heard is that um, the banana strain that banana flavoring is based on yeah. died out like 30 or 40, like, no, like, like 60 or 70 years ago. Yeah. So it's huh. it's it did taste like banana. It's just, it's a banana that doesn't exist anymore. Huh. Have you guys heard... Where vanilla flavoring comes from. I for where artificial vanilla flavoring artificial comes from. Artificial vanilla flavoring. Yes, so do have. tell, do tell. So pretty oh, much, bud. pretty much <laughs> any cheap, any cheap vanilla ice cream, okay. any root beer that you get has artificial vanilla flavoring, and it comes from an extract from a beaver's anus. There's a huh. gland in a beaver's anus. But here's the question that I have: What sick bastard Who was like? That out? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just to picture some Frenchman because. In my his like my history studies from when I was a kid, you know, you learn about like the the Canadian fur traders that were all French Canadians, you know, mm. like they almost killed off the beavers, right? Because they wanted them for their pelts. So I just pictured the guy. He's like, so I am skinning the beaver for the pelt, and I take a whiff of his backside, and it, it smells like vanilla. So we've ruined the root beer flow for our audience. Every I, part of the buffalo, Michael. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> never, yeah. never again. Every part of the beaver. <laughs> oh God. That's horrible. Anyways, so if yeah. we're ever on Food Jeopardy, this is there you go. This, <laughs> is, this is the worthless knowledge we all know. Now. <laughs> there's there's also a place that like I'm not a drinker in the slightest, yeah. But I, my whole family are alcoholics. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all the drinkers in the Rampo and Miller family. Woo. Um, <laughs> but my dad in particular was you know he was a beer drinker, and so I grew up going to um, a couple different bars, but one in particular. Uh, and so I have that, you know, that I, it's it's the reason I love playing pool. It's the reason, like, you know, I I kind of get wistful about the smell of cigarettes. Um, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. The, like, bar culture and and like dive bars in particular definitely hold a really special attraction for me. Uh, Noonan's Bar in Hitman. 
the DC yeah. comic hitman. Oh. I would love to go there and get a drink from Baytor. Fair. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like a lot okay. of fun. I can I can dig that. Um a lot of people, a lot of Harry Potter fans just wanted to eat in the dining hall at Hogwarts. I can see that, yeah. I mean magical oh. food. I mean sure. yeah, come on. Um, this is weird and this is very specific. You know that scene in uh in Hook when Robin Williams' uh Peter Pan character has to create with his imagination, dinner. Oh, yeah. Bangarang. Oh, yeah. That dinner looked amazing. Sure. Like, all the different puddings and, like, the big <laughs> giant, like, turkey and there's, like, ham and, like, everything looked amazing. And then it turned into a food fight. But who cares? Because all that food looked awesome. Now, have you watched that movie recently? And what do you think of the way it looks? I still think it looks good. Okay. And here's why. Hook has is one of those movies that has a very special place in my heart. Like, I remember as a little kid going to see that in the movie theaters with my grandmother. And, like, I don't know why. Like, you, you ever have one movie that doesn't really make sense as to why you love it so much? Rocky, sure. fr- Rocky Five for me. Rocky Five. Okay. Oh, yeah? No idea, but... Yeah. I just... I love Hook so much. And, like, it's... I, I get emotional about it. Not, like, like where I'm, like, angry and I want to fight people, but, like, it, it makes me shed a, you, yeah. shed a tear or two when I watch it. Like, it's just a very touching movie. And... I've heard people yeah. talk about it who don't like it, and uh, and and it's very like. And I will fuck. It's them not a casual thing. Yeah. It's not like eh, it's not my cup Mike's of tea. It's about like to write down this some names fucking here, so. sucks. <laughs> this is a garbage movie, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa. Apparently, somebody wasn't a child in the '90s. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like like I know um, Doug Benson uh, from Doug Loves Movies. Yeah. And and comedy and weed smoking fame. Uh, yeah. That cannot guy. stand that movie. Really. Huge hate on for that movie, uh, and I'm like, okay, I, I guess. Like there was, and there was. I just read an article. Uh, it was one of those like, um, what was it? Great performances and otherwise shitty movies. Yeah. And one of them was Dustin Hoffman and Hook. And I'm like, what's so bad about Hook? Hook was perfect. I don't fine. understand. Yeah. What's so uh, wrong with this movie? I just like that the part where he finds the tree, and he he finds like the burnt out remains of the tree. Yeah. He finds his teddy bear. And, like, if that doesn't, like, tug at the heartstrings, and when he finally finds his happy moment, that it's the fact that he's a father. Yeah. Like, you're a hard man if that doesn't, like, get you a little bit. No, man. There's got to be people under 25 that are hating on it. We do have the lens. We do have the, of course, nothing wrong with it, the nostalgic lens, though, of course, also. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. It's tied to our childhood. Yeah. I, will, so. I will totally cop to... Yeah. Not being I'm able to admittedly bias to everything yeah. toward everything nineties, eighties. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. Two thousand five ish. <laughs> I think that this gives so. us a perfect segue into our topic du jour for this evening. What you did there? Yeah, it is going to be <laughs> the best TV shows of all time. Now, here's the thing: is this list biased? You're goddamn right. <laughs> Okay, because I I read a lot of lists. I just in my research for this episode, I read a lot of like the lists on the different online publications about their best TV shows, and they're all wrong. (laughs) It's not their fault. Universally, these are garbage. These are garbage. No, it's and it's it's, that's what's great about TV and movies. It's all it's all subjective. It's all about what mattered to you and what's important. I started with one of the most iconic theme songs of of any show ever you hear this and you're immediately like you know what's the deal with airline cleanups <laughs> like it's we all go there when we hear this music so like it's seinfeld is 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 easily on my list like as one of my as one of my tops and the reason why is because it changed everything are you watching a sit have you watched a sitcom in the last 20 years you can thank seinfeld for the way it's done 
because before it had to be these like, well, here's what's going to happen. And there's going to be some zany situation and there's going to be a misunderstanding and then everybody's going to hug in the end. and It'll be okay. It's basically like every episode of Full House. Like that the 80s and early 90s of TV were very formulaic and very simple. And then you started having episodes about masturbation. Yeah. Like this was this was totally, <laughs> totally something you couldn't talk about. But not only that, at one point, there was the episode where Jerry and George are pretending to be gay to confuse the reporter. And it comes out in the newspaper <laughs> that Jerry is gay. And they keep making a point of saying, not that there's, well, anything, there's anything wrong, wrong with, with it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like, they... That was something, if you watched 80s sitcoms before, I'll use Cheers as an example. Cheers did an episode about uh, about two gay people being in the bar, right? Yeah. And everybody in the bar freaking out. And I was like, man, this did not age well. Yeah. And yeah. like, but that was that was the time. Sure. That's That's what was going on. And like, you could see that shift where they were like, look, we don't really care about this. You know, we just did it to mess with this reporter. We don't care, if, you know, if somebody's gay, that's perfectly fine with them. We're not gay, but yeah. like, it's... well. I Again, think progressive for the time. I think it's progressive for the time, but I think it's also important to note, like, it's, it is progressive, but it's also more important to them that they appear progressive. And, and that th- was the point. Yeah. The, it, yeah. It, it's, it's not about that I don't care if people are gay. It's I want it known that I don't care if people are gay. Yeah. Mm. Which, um, was, which was totally in the 90s. Yeah. Wow. How do you show everybody that you're cool and that you're with it and sure. that you're a, a person of? I the, listen of to the, the hip hop. I'm exa- I, I have gay friends. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like now, now in the 2000s and the two th- in, in, the, in the 21st century, that has aged horribly. Yeah. Because oh, now people get yeah. called out for it. I bet you you're one of those people that says I have a black friend. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. It gets called out aggressively now. If you can point to the one, there's something probably wrong. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, it's it's one of those things where. I remember specifically carving time like Thursday nights. It was, it was Seinfeld. That was Seinfeld night. You had to, you had to be around to watch Seinfeld because the next day at school, everybody was going to be talking about it. And it was one of those things. And that actually, that segues into another show. And I'm not doing like all of my shows right now. It's just, <laughs> we're doing a, we're doing a top five. Oh, how, say, we, how do you want to do it? Fl- do you want to, do you want to do like a round? Do you want to break? I think, or... yeah, I'm going to do these two real quick okay. because okay. they're tied together. Their fates are tied together. And the reason why they're tied together, but apparently it's, there it goes. Okay. The reason why they're tied together ah. is because they both started on Must See TV. Must See TV was a thing. It was Thursday oh, nights. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, friends led into Seinfeld because Seinfeld was the big show. I would argue now that Friends is probably the bigger. This of is the, the the Elvis and Beatles question of us uh, of sitcoms. I think <laughs> right. we're embarking upon the, like, yeah, the, the Friends 90s. versus the Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Seinfeld was the better show. I feel like Friends was pop more popular. Um, I, I, no, I, I look. I started that way big time. Yeah, like Friends was just kind of like no, no, no. But in recent years, a big key component for me is rewatchability. Oh god! And Seinfeld has amazing rewatchability. I've watched Friends, like, Friends the whole rewatchability series, is probably like, like ten times. Yeah, you still laugh at like over and over again the same episode. Like, up yeah. oh, Joey's doing something stupid. <laughs> the different characters almost like there's something for everybody. You'll connect with one of the characters. I guess I'm going to be the odd man out. Go like ahead. I think that Seinfeld aged way better than than uh, than Friends did, in terms of like the the way they approach certain topics, uh, the sort of novel novel approach to the show in general, like what you were talking about in terms of yeah. like you know being a trendsetter and and really sort of establishing a format. The thing that throws me about like the 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 you know not that there's anything wrong with that joke. That joke was the same joke then as it is now. Yeah. Mm. But you have stuff like 
I know why Chandler is homophobic. It's mostly him reacting to his father. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make it okay that Chandler's homophobic. See, you know, that's, that's interesting <laughs> yeah. that you bring that up because I actually want to go into this a little bit because there was a lot of people and, like, of course, it got termed the millennials are now watching Friends and they're ripping it apart, right? Yeah. I got what you're saying. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, too, I think that that's realistic. And, like, sure. I understand that that may not be progressive for the 21st century, but at the same time, that's totally real. A guy whose father was a crossdresser who was gay who announced it at Thanksgiving that he was leaving the mother for the pool boy, that guy might have some issues with homosexuals. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and, and I, the fact that in the end, he went to his father's gay bar in in Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. Sure. Great name, by the way. <laughs> um, and asked him to be at the wedding. Shows that he was growing as a person. And it's, it's, it is, I mean, in so much as it's an arc over, what, 11 seasons? 10 seasons? Ten, yeah, 10 seasons. Yeah. Um, yep. I think it's I think it's a, a, a certainly a smart move in terms of like showing character growth. Um, look, man, I I'm I was a white dude in the '90s. Yeah, I watched the hell out of that show. Yeah, we, um, we and do. I still really enjoy. It. Like if I if if I'm bored and I I flip through the channels and it's on, I'm I'm watching at least a solid episode. It really is white noise. You can put it on and just yeah. Pat. And it's funny <laughs> and, that I, it's I white say, noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I think uh, I think Seinfeld's probably the better written show. Yeah, I think Friends has a more of a, a sentimental thing to it that makes people connect to it, maybe more on an emotional level than Seinfeld. I think Seinfeld is well, yeah, better written, but Seinfeld didn't have the emotions didn't have the that emotional. I didn't. It didn't. Well, it didn't, no, aim, no, it didn't no. aim for Seinfeld that. Seinfeld was though, the trendsetter. So. Friends was the thing that it. Friends was more classic. It was more classic sure. sitcom. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it hit on all the things that we want. We want a happy ending. We, we genuinely right. do. Like, as, as humans, we want things to work out. And we want to see Monica, who's had problems after problems after problems with the guys that she's dating. Chandler. Chandler can't seem to write, find the right girl. People think he's gay. That really bothers him. Monica and Chandler hook up. Oh, my God. That's amazing. These two are, are, were meant to be together. Ross yeah. and Rachel, in the end, they get together. It's a storybook ending. I would argue the show was a lot less funny once Chandler and Monica got together, though. Oh, yeah. It kind of it's subdued yeah. Chandler's sarcastic. I do, too. His whole nature a little bit. Their their um, relationship was was cute in the long run, but honestly, like what what I and, and I made this joke with my wife, and we, we we laugh about it all the time. If you watch the show from from season one, episode one, all the way through, and you were to give it a theme, it's the slow mental degradation of Monica Geller. <laughs> because as the show goes on, she gets crazier and more. You know, they all became uh, yeah. characters of them, characters, yeah, characters of themselves, yeah. especially the last few seasons. Um, nobody is like the same in season 10 as they were in season one. No. Um, look at Ross's transformation. Look how serious Ross was in season one to oh, yeah. just not even a realistic person by season nine. There were some like episodes, nine. though, like, that like... And not I think, even a real human being by season nine, even. Like, yeah. Just, we, we talked about this a little bit um, offline about how every show's first season kind of needs to get the characters established. And it's probably like season two, season three, season four, where you really see them grow and you yep. see who they really are going to be because like, you're never going to be able to just like have them jump right in and just be like, Hey, I'm so-and-so and and this is all the crazy stuff I'm going to do for the next six years. Hopefully fingers crossed we get renewed. Like you're going to have to have growth and change. But like, even with friends, there are episodes where you're just like, this character is completely different. Perfect example is Phoebe. Phoebe was the, I'm not for corporate things. I'm not for uh, materialistic uh, pursuits. And at one point she lied about being, uh, ben, Ross's son's mother, 
so that she could try to get tickets to go see Sting in concert. Like it was like, who the hell is this person? This isn't Phoebe. Like I wonder um, how much of that was like a new writer or a showrunner change. Yeah. Um, or just somebody being like, we just gotta. We th- there's another episode. We gotta write something. What, what, this is true. Who who, who can do man. what? All right. Yeah. Man. There you go. That had to be the hardest character to write was Phoebe probably. Yeah. Because she's a, just unpredictable episode episode, or she's supposed to be unpredictable. Yeah. But then you also want her to eventually have a romantic plot line and stuff. So you have to kind of make her a little bit more realistic as the show goes on, so she can have her own um, wedding and stuff like that. So, you know, all gotta. Yeah. How many, end- how many how many weddings are on Friends? I'll be yeah, more than a few. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like you. It's funny that y'all bring her up because I think she's probably the character that mellowed out the most and went mm-hmm. went went from caricature to character, whereas everybody else went the opposite direction. Yes. Yeah. But she's a big, crazy, like you know, you know, laugh the hippie kind of character at the very beginning. She started at a ten, so there was nowhere to go but yeah, so yeah. The, so to so turn it down. Everybody else got down. the wow. volume turned up. So that's a really damn. We're pulling apart friends here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I still think. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of holes in Friends, I think, but oh, absolutely. I just think it's oh, like uh, yeah. it's it's like comfort food, though. It's like there's something I think the show on will be on forever. I think 50 years from now, people will still be having it's it on the back be, in the background. It's gonna be like The Simpsons. It's gonna be like yeah. uh, The Flintstones. It's gonna be like I Love Lucy. It just has yeah. a, an endless shelf life. And um, none of the cast really has done anything to um, separate themselves from Friends, as far as that's like true. doing yeah. something bigger. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, true. you know, when you're making a million bucks an episode. You don't gotta do you know, shit. you're like I'm. I'm, I'm not solid. auditioning for nothing. Yeah. You know? Well, and it, it's to to go back to what you were saying about yeah. like sort of the uh, millennial vivisection of the show. Yeah. Among the other, among the many things that the show didn't terribly do well was it's funny. Like I hadn't thought about this until um, someone pointed it out. Living single on Fox. Yeah. Came out before Friends and yeah. it's the same format yeah. across the board. Only Living Single was predominantly black characters, black yeah. actors. Mm. And so it, it's it's funny like I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, Living Single is the is the black version of Friends." No. Friends is the white version of Living Single. Ah, um, interesting. And I think they that's... probably somebody probably watched it and they were like, "You know it would be great is if we made pretty white people." <laughs> almost certainly. Um and I think that's definitely a big part of the reaction from you know a younger generation is they're like where are all the people of color on the show lack of diversity yeah yeah like you i mean it's not a good representation of new york oh 100 yeah yeah yeah. this takes place in new york and like where's everybody at aisha tyler has referenced to herself as uh referenced herself as like the black girl from friends multiple times and it's it's funny but it's also like she's the only black girl on friends that's really bad that ran like 10 years yeah Yeah. um it's a good point it's like by 2004 they should have uh yeah they should have yeah (laughs) <laughs> so like, some self-awareness about it let's, by the time um, of the later seasons let, let's let's shift this to um one of you guys okay start with Vic, mr mr what? Vic Azim. I, yeah um so i almost want to break it down to like sitcoms versus like hour-long dramas because it's like kind of like steak and ice cream i feel like can't compare game of thrones to simpsons well, or you can't so you mean um, you guys maybe want to stay with sitcoms for a little bit and then we'll go into the more serious okay. stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay so assume friends and seinfeld is kind of the big two i think Kind of mentioned it. I think Simpsons has to be in the upper echelon. Maybe not the last fifteen seasons, but um, the <laughs> I would say the, the first. I would say the, the first, first ten nine, seasons. The yeah. first ten seasons are still some of the best television of all time. Um, the movie was actually pretty good too. Um, but yeah, the last yeah. It's been a rough. I don't even watch the new the newest episodes of Simpsons. I don't know. Anybody I don't either. Watch because what else can you really do? 
And like no, they're sort of repeating themselves now. And I I feel like with The Simpsons, you could have stopped at twenty seasons, and lived in infamy forever because of your. I think the creator said they're going for thirty. God, so Jesus why? Christ. No you know show. You know why? Because seasons. they can and they yeah. keep making money. And like oh, yeah. there there are episodes of that show. You want to talk about something that is like completely shaped me as a person? That show. That there's there's so much comedy from that show that like is like stuck in my brain forever but at the same time too what's funny about that is is so much of their comedy came from others yeah and i'm not saying that they like ripped it off but like you could see the trip like the progression as they took things from those classic warner brothers cartoons which honestly like mm. if you want to talk about anything that is like my absolute favorite comedy piece of all time it's those original looney tunes cartoons i'm talking like the ones in like the 40s and 50s some of oh, the, sure, some sure, of the ones sure. that you can't watch anymore because Classic. they're they're racist and horribly inappropriate yeah. <laughs> like and i'm not saying i liked those ones in particular sure, i'm just sure, saying sure. yeah those are the ones that really shaped me as like i can still watch those like they have um i'm trying to remember what the name of the channel is now i want to say it's like kablam or something like that I think, yeah. That has mm. all of them, and we 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 paid for a month's subscription, and I just sat there like a, like an eight, like an eight year old kid on Saturday morning with a bowl of cereal in my lap, just staring up at the TV, watching Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, and just enjoying the hell out of it. And like, it's funny. Like, I'm I'm inclined to say that it's all timeless comedy, but so many of those jokes, particularly on on the. Looney Tunes cartoons were yeah. very dated, like Clark Gable impressions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Really yeah. super specific for the time yeah. stuff. Well, and that's the thing is the Simpsons did a lot of that, too. And kind yeah. of to go back to, to Vic's show is the Simpsons was a a mirror of pop culture. It was, it was poking fun at George Bush at various points. Like I think he, I think every president's been on the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. And like there, there's and, and there's so many great episodes and like. There's things that, like, in fact, it's in the intro. I have Bart saying, yoink. Yeah. You know a show is popular, and it is part of our, like, pop culture DNA when a word that they created becomes a word in the dictionary. Because if you have a pizza pizza, and it's just sitting there on your plate, and I want to steal it from you, what Yoink. I, yeah, absolutely. Yoink. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and we've, and we've all done it. Like, or if you, ah, don't, like, it, even the, the Homer Simpsonisms <laughs> have become things, and, like... Oh yeah, they're just—it's completely ubiquitous within like American pop culture. Like, there's no escaping it. It had to be the first family sitcom that kind of—I um, would say, not say it was darker, but that depiction of the the American family kind of not being always a happy ending. Them, you know, just kind of yeah. It was a little bit edgier, real. a little bit edgier than like all they, the '80s. They family were sitcoms. they were struggling, and he had so. a good job. He was a, he worked in a nuclear power plant, and they were struggling. I don't know how. Well, he, I mean, how he got a job at the, the nuclear plant, but yeah. You know, they also have a massive house and this two cars and uh, and two pets and you know yeah, and three Lisa, kids and, and, Lisa, <laughs> and Lisa needs Lisa needs braces. Dental, yeah, dental plan. Dental plan. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. <laughs> um, it's fun, so glad you got it's that. It's funny, story. like. The um, it's a very you know sort of peaks and valleys thing when the sh- it's it's when you said you know like maybe like the, not the last fifteen seasons and I laughed and I was like yeah because the show's been on for like twenty six seasons twenty seven seasons yeah. it was it came on in eighty I want to say it was eighty nine mm-hmm. it was yep, eighty eight yeah. or eighty nine it was right around there yeah yeah and like it's funny too I remember this is how long the show has been on I remember not being al- being allowed to watch it when I was a kid because my dad didn't like the idea that the Simpsons promoted um, underachieving. Oh, because there Bart was a, there was a t- there was a t-shirt and it had Bart Simpson on it and it said underachiever and proud of it. And my dad didn't really like that. But 
Within five years, the reap runs are on on Fox, and my dad was laughing at episodes. Yeah, like that's that's how much it came into our culture. Is that people who were like, "Oh, this show is bad," or sure. yeah. were just like, "Eh, all right." Whatever. There's just no escape. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's right up there with you know just advertising in general. You know, this idea of like, well, everybody's going to work on me. Yes, sh- it does. Shut cha- up, moron. <laughs> the channel is boomerang. Yeah, boomerang. Yes, way to go. Ah. Yes, yes, way yes. to go, Charmaine. Um. To to uh, to go back to what Vic, what Vic was saying, yeah. One of my favorite jokes from that show, yeah. uh, is in the last like ten or some odd years, but it's a yeah. one-off joke, and it's uh, an image of a Fox News helicopter flying by, and it says mm. Fox News, not racist, but number one with racists. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's such a spot-on, perfect yeah. uh, joke. And I think honestly, some of their best jokes are when they're digging at Fox, yeah, because um, there's some kind of thing like. In their in someone's contract, yeah, where they get final approval, not Fox. Yeah, they get to write all the scripting and everything, and find Fox doesn't get really much say over it. Aside from obviously, like you know, you can't say you know particular curse words and things. Yeah. Um, well, they had to have a lot of clout after 30, 25, 30 years. Yeah, so. right, they, they, they single handedly um, built Fox, if you really think about it. Because remember when Fox started? Like, I think we're all of the same age that we remember a time when there was no Fox Network. Yeah, it was ABC, NBC, CBS, and that was it. And then Fox showed up, and they weren't even really a real network because they ran so many reruns. Yeah, but they had a few original shows, and The Simpsons was one of their anchors. The fact that The Simpsons is still on is incredible. Yeah, it was one of their first shows, and it's it's still going. That and Married huh. with Children. I was going to say Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah, and like it's and who can forget Parker Lewis can't lose. Well, yeah, I mean, and then oh, there, was, there was there was Herman. There was we got to talk head. about let's, like a underrated Herman's head, unhera- <laughs> the unheralded shows like Parker Lewis. We have there to talk was about uh, this. there was Down the Shore. Um, what is Down the Shore? It was a show about uh, actually Joey Tribbiani. Uh, Matt LeBlanc was on that show. Oh, what? I do remember that. No, yeah. it was a spinoff from uh, uh, from Married with Children. Yeah, Greek, they introduced his character. Mm-hmm. That's right. He was a he was a boyfriend of Kelly's, yeah. mm-hmm. and they split. There it is. Oh my yeah. god, I do I remember don't recall that. that at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, not Dan Hedaya, but it was it's the it's the guy that's not Dan Hedaya. Uh, was his dad? Um, Crap, there's I know no way yeah, I can remember, remember his name. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. See, Vic, between the three of us. <laughs> we are we are the pop culture encyclopedia. You no, know, you know. I think show... that's going to be the name of this Fucking episode. Is pop culture? Shore. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, New York Undercover? Oh yes. yeah. That, oh my goodness, such oh, yeah. a good show. Yeah. Malik Yoba and, um, and the Spanish yeah. guy. I have, who I they, have no idea what his name. Who is. they killed off in order to get a more white cast was the, the actual the story behind it. Oh they killed no. Off, yeah, they came back with an all white cast, and the show was canceled half a season later. Yeah, because um, that was the thing is Fox was was progressive enough, which is funny as shit because now Fox News is so goddamn racist. Yeah, <laughs> but Fox the network was so progressive. They did shows like In Living Color. That was another anchor yeah. that they mm-hmm. had, which I don't even have on my list. But why are we not talking about that show? Sure, because that show was incredible. Well, I think most of us, when you know, when you say favorite TV show, our go to is narrative stuff. And that's true. Like yeah. I would never have been like, oh, Mad TV. Well, um, true. On my uh. list though, I do have. I don't know I, if it's really fair to choose. I don't know if I can. It's like put I that. like TV as TV. Like it's so. It's Saturday Night Live. I know. My point. Okay, so here's my point. It's it's like saying you like Channel Four. It's so it's so you it's it's so a part of television and television history. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Here I'll make it. Know. I'll make it specific. There is a stretch. I think I know like exactly. 19, it's like 1986. Uh-huh. Until like about, 1994, yes. give or take. 
where it's where it's Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman, sure. um, Mike Myers. Chris Farley, you've got Chris David Farley, Spade, David Spade, yeah. Chris Adam Rock Sandler, for, Chris Rock. Very quick, so you've not. got all of these guys, and that was just it was it was fucking hilarious. Every episode, like. All of us probably know it because those best of SNL DVDs that we all bought in our college years that we just <laughs> yeah. played on repeat, like it, those were those are like some of my favorite mo- moments. Those are like some um, of my favorite comedy pieces. I remember of renting all time. the uh, the best of Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and that was even from the early '80s was hilarious. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Even his early '80s stuff was good, and he was like um, the one shining star in a really crappy cast. It was like him and Joe Piscopo. Like, yep. yeah, I distinctly <laughs> remember their. Uh, there's Sinatra and, and Stevie Wonder oh my God. Uh, parody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it black and white? You are black like, and I, I am white. white. I can <laughs> see things and you have no sight. Yeah. Yeah. Was I, it was Ebony and Ivory, I think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was um, great. But, but I feel like the same way I feel about The Simpsons where there's been good times yeah. and dark times also, though, with yeah. Live, so Yeah. I don't feel that great about the, the Keenan Thompson years. I, I, I am can't, not a fan of that I can't watch. Slightest, so. I can't watch any of their new stuff. Like, yeah. it just, it's not funny to me. And like, I don't know if they they can fix that. It's funny, like you know, depending on on the age of the viewer, there's going to be people like, oh, the beginning of the show, you know, best best part of the best part of the entire series never got any better, only went downhill from there. Yeah, and then you'll talk to somebody who's like, oh, well, no, like the 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 mid '80s, that was when it really hit its stride, and you know, um, like my I I knew exactly what you which which era you're going to talk about because I was this around the same age, um, and yeah, I remember I remember watching repeats of a of a like the Farley Speed SNL on yeah. on Comedy Central when I was a kid. Old episodes of Wayne's World like those Oh are, yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Um but no, the reason and 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 what what Vic said is really the reason where I'm like I don't it's for me it's like saying my favorite show is um is like the nightly news or, or it's like, yeah. it, it's it's so That's a good point. It's so it, it's incredibly important television history. Yeah. But it's so much a part of TV's bedrock. It's almost like like David Letterman or like the Tonight Show. Yeah, so. sure, See, no, exactly, Letterman, of, exactly. I feel like always Letterman, there. But that's the thing is, I feel like Letterman could be something you could choose too because Letterman. I feel Letterman's better than Leno. Letterman oh, God, had yes. a much yeah. more oh, yeah. biting, like like just like wit to him, where like Leno was just like making like stupid jokes about dumb stuff that nobody cared about. Yeah, yeah. but like Letterman was like Letterman would grill you. And like I still remember to this day when he interviewed Paris Hilton after she got out of prison, and he was asking her pri- uh, questions about her being in prison. She was getting really uncomfortable, and the audience is wow. laughing at her being uncomfortable. She's like, "I really don't want to talk about this." Tee hee hee, and he's like, "It's funny because that's the only thing I want to talk about." <laughs> like he he did not give a fuck. And that's get why a chance, I love um, David Letterman. Watch YouTube when he had Bill O'Reilly on. Oh God, it's amazing! He oh, he just tore, murders Bill O'Reilly. He I think tore he had O'Reilly two different appearances actually. Yeah. Oh, dude, he had on. um he had Trump on like well before he was he was running. For for uh, uh, political office, I think he tore Trump to pieces, too. and he and he started yeah. talking about like you know America first and made in America, and he and he pulls out a Trump tie, and he's like, "Can you read what that tag says? Yeah. Where it says made in China?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Letterman's anything you want to say about that? Letterman's been calling him on his shit for years, and like he did the same thing with O'Reilly. In fact, he actually said he's like, "I got a question for you, Bill. Why are you such a hump?" <laughs> and like, yeah, that he, Leno's never gonna do that. Leno's going to no. be like, yeah, tell us about your car. Like, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> like it, who cares about Leno? Like, yeah. and it's it, you know, in, in terms of modern sensibilities, yeah. it's Jimmy Fallon versus Stephen Colbert. Like, you know, one is there to be softballs, and one is there to be like, let's have fun. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and the other one is there to like, yeah, 
I'm doing a funny show, but I'm also doing a smart funny show, and I know that I have a platform, and if I'm going to use it, I'm going to use it as well as I can. Yeah. Yeah. It almost, uh, late night, it almost deserves like its own category, basically. Yeah. It's hard to put that in the same realm. I'm sorry, Mike. Else. I shouldn't have shit on your SNL. Oh, you thing. shit on it all you want. Um, <laughs> if, if, if I wanted people that just agreed with me, I would just have a solo show. Fair okay? enough. It's cool. Speaking shut your of which, goddamn mic <laughs> mouth. Well, <laughs> my, shut can, your mic mouth. I can do that too. That's I mean, true. Yeah. You actually have control of or all the. What is it, the, the horizontal and the vertical? Yes. Oh, wow. But even better, it's your turn. It is my turn. Yes. Yeah. Get ready to shit on my thing. Um, <laughs> so if, uh, it, you know, Vic mentioned uh, sitcoms, yeah. and I mentioned earlier Parks and Rec. Parks and Recreation is hands down the show I can watch. It, so I'm, uh, I'm a very visual guy. If I have something on around me... Um, and there's a visual component to it. Whatever I'm trying to do uh, otherwise, like if I'm trying to draw or clean up or whatever, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I don't care if I've watched this movie a dozen times. Mm. Um, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and focus on that. Mm. Parks and Rec, I've watched so much, and it's become so much a part of like the inside of my head that I can. it's, one of, it's like the only show that I can put on and just do anything else. Mm. Um, like anytime I've had to like cut mats, which takes a solid hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I can put on Parks and Rec and just listen to, you know, Chris Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer be a jackass. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, the reason I asked uh, uh, you, Vic, earlier about where you were in the show, and it's funny, the first season of the show is really similar to uh, The Office in that it's trying to be its predecessor. Mm. And it's not until, like, is, the is Parks second and Rec's season. predecessor The Office? Yeah, so it, it's not a direct spinoff. But it has um, the same feel. The first few episodes definitely feels like The Office. Yeah, it's that. Is it the same like documentary thing going on? It's the same documentary thing, which they've yeah. like, in, you know, in The Office, it, they do wrap that up. They do like you know, kind of bring that to a close. Yeah. And I don't think they do in Parks and Rec. It's just <laughs> the thing where they like, the, you know, you have the asides, you have the, the little interview segments, but it's yeah. done a little more. Not deft is is the wrong word, but a little uh, with a lighter hand. Okay. Um, and. Uh, so it's it's just like this is the excuse we'll use I gotcha. to be able to film the thing that we're filming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leslie Leslie Nope, uh, as played by Amy Poehler, um, in the beginning of the show in the first season is kind of a jackass. Like she's kind mm-hmm. of dumb. Um, she's there's this sort of ineptness about her. Um, and then as the season as the first season progresses and then into the second season, no, 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 it's not that Leslie's inept. Leslie is too smart and way too good at her job oh. um so they they flip it so that instead of it being oh let's watch another uh, um you know sort of bumbling uh, uh leader it's no let's watch somebody who's incredibly passionate and loves what she does to such a degree that it like has encompassed her entire life oh, okay um so it's a it's a really interesting um character prof- profile and when they play her against uh, Ron Swanson, who is Ron, is a libertarian head of uh, a government organization, a government like agricultural organization, um, who's like you know yeah, government's it's it's a giant waste of time. Um, you get these two people butting heads who are compl- who are from completely different ideologies about what can and should be done um, with like taxpayer money, um, and it's just it's it was a really interesting way to set up, you know the sort of bedrock of that show. Um, 
and it's just hysterically funny. Like it's it's really absurdly funny. Yeah, mm. I'll have to watch it. It's it's one hundred percent. It's either on Hulu time. or Netflix. I can't remember which one it is, but it's one one of the two, and I'll I'll start watching it. The, the problem that I run into is, is I have so much television to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. and I'm trying to I, I I'm I don't know why I'm having a really hard time getting through Luke Cage right now. Which season? Season two. Like I, I really sh- enjoyed the second season. Okay. It's honestly, I've also been dealing with, with some, some issues. Like, I've been taking some pain meds, so it's kind of sure. hard to watch a show when you're, like, falling asleep. So, like, sure. yeah. But, like, I, I, I've i enjoyed the first. I, I'm only through the first episode. But, like, I've already seen what everybody's talking about with that weird Mariah um, Shades thing. That's totally creepy. Oh, it's the entirety of the it's season, too. so <laughs> gross and weird. Um, but also, too, I really liked the scene with Luke and his dad. That was, like... And, and again, that's another thing that they... they, they Tease, not a tease, but like yeah. it's it's a full season long arc. Okay, well you hooked me. I'm in. Okay, it's definitely yeah. wor- it's definitely worth your t- like all the problems that I had with the first season of that season of that show, and I was one of the few people who was like, I don't understand why everybody likes this so much. Yeah. Um, pretty much every problem I had, they fixed. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching. My recommendation, if you are trying to weed out any shows, is I made sort of a declaration for myself, which is I'm only going to watch good things. Which sounds like, oh, yeah, well, no shit. Yeah. No, there's a whole, a huge part of our culture where it's like, this is so shitty. You got to see it. No, mm-hmm. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I, I have I too refuse. many movies do and shows yeah. and comics yeah. and whole, novels like, and things to read. The whole, um, what's that guy's name uh, that did The Room? Oh, Tommy uh, Wiseau. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, you got to watch this. I, I watched some of it and I was like, this movie's horrible. Yeah. It's and everybody's a like, movie. but you got to watch it. And I'm like, no, I don't. Nope. This sucks. No. And then to make a movie about a shitty movie, like James Franco, come on, dude. Like I, I, I. Here's the, so the thing about that is like I totally watched the room and I totally watched the Disaster Artist. Did you really? And it's wow. it's for me it's I was more fascinated by that than like oh my god it's so awful. It was more just like I really want to learn more about this weird wacky ass dude. Yeah. Um, but you know like. One of and one of the other few exceptions I have is like some like particularly like eighties horror movies. Uh, I am always down for a horror oh, movie. Oh yeah. Um, that's, but uh, that's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, exactly. And and it's it's I I just I don't really understand. I mean, I do, but I don't. The 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 fascination with like garbage media that people are like really like wrapped with. Let me give you guys a quick aside here, real quick. My wife pops into our podcast every now and then to listen. So hi darling thank you for listening she popped on to ask me specifically if she would be mad if i watch if she started watching a show on hulu <laughs> without me um and the mm. show is called little mosque on the prairie Whoa, what the fuck whoa <laughs> it's okay so let me give you this it's okay. a lot to unpack hold on <laughs> okay. so let, let me explain this okay so i told you a little bit about this because i was talking about letter kenny and you were like what the hell is letter kenny yes letter kenny is my one of my new favorite shows it's a it's a canadian comedy and it's the funniest shit i've seen in years like it's on Hulu the first two seasons you guys got to watch it. Okay. Every episode is okay. only 30 minutes. You can get it there's six episodes. You can finish the whole thing in like an afternoon. Oh, make, okay. Make yeah, okay. right now. But us. it's really 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 funny. You said it's on Hulu? Yes. All right, I'll probably watch that tonight. Yeah. Um Little Mosque on the Prairie is a show that we saw and we joked about because it was on this other Canadian show called Mr. D. Mr. D is about this horrible teacher. He's a Can- he's a Canadian teacher, but he's like he's such a doofus, but he's so funny. And again, I've gotten addicted to Canadian comedies all of a sudden yeah. but that's the thing is we don't know about them here and some of them are are incredibly funny yeah and little mosque on the prairie was an ad after mr d hey make sure you stick around for little mosque on the prairie and i would joke with my wife i'm like we better watch little mosque on the prairie and then it showed up on hulu and i was like 
We well, better shit, watch I guess Little Moss Gone Prairie. Yeah. And it's actually really, really good. Awesome. It's really funny. And like, uh-huh. Vic, uh, uh, and not to blow up your spot or anything like that, but I mean, as somebody who's Muslim, they, they talk about a Muslim community in this small town in Canada oh. that develops a mosque in like the back room of a Catholic church. Wow. And like, <laughs> it's really funny. They make jokes like at, at one point, like the, the new imam is flying to the city to become the imam for this little, little <laughs> mosque, right? Okay. And like, he's getting on the plane and like, you see this white lady giving him the side eye, just like... What are you doing here? Why are you getting on a plane? And he's just like, oh, you know, there's nothing to be alarmed at. You know, it's going to be an explosive flight. And she's just <laughs> wow. like, oh, my God. And he gets pulled in and the yeah. cops are like talking to him. He's like, I was joking. Seriously. Yeah. Like it has a, it has a humor where it can poke, a, poke fun at itself. Yeah. But also like kind of bring light to a community that a lot of us just don't know anything about. To tell my parents about this show also. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, They're going to enjoy it the most. Let me let me give my, my wife the thumbs up. Yes, dear. If you want to watch Little Mosque on the Prairie without me, you can go ahead and watch it. <laughs> It's fine. It's honestly, it's one of those shows like Friends where you can sit and you don't have to really pay attention to the whole thing, but there's lots of little funny things in it. Sure. And mm. it's it's a really entertaining show. Again, Hulu, I highly recommend it. To so. piggyback on Canadian TV shows yes. with smaller followings, have you seen, have either of y'all seen uh, Shits Creek? Yes. We um, love Shits Creek. Okay. Oh my God. So Shits Creek, uh, spelled S C H I T T S. Um, is about uh, this family of you know, this family who's stupid rich, and the I think business manager, yeah, uh, like so rich they're stupid, so, uh, just like <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, like like okay. incredibly vapid, you know, like all of the the, the perfect stereotypes of really really rich people. Um, the business manager of the husband uh, steals everything, just oh. has been paying uh, paying taxes for years and years and years, and then steals like all of his money. So government comes, cleans him out. The only thing that they're allowed to keep, because technically it's owned by David, the son, Mm. is uh, when David was like 15, his dad, played by Eugene Levy. um, Mm. And actually the son played by... Uh, Daniel uh, Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy, his son. His his actual son, son, who's who's the creator of the show. Um, He bought him the deed to this little tiny shitty town called Shit's Creek as a (laughs) joke. When you turn 18, you're going to be up... Shit's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And so he owns the deed to the town. So they go and they they move to this motel, like mm. short, you know, seemingly short term. Um, and the entirety of the show is it's 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 rich people fish out of the water show, ah. which should be garbage. It should be terrible. Um, but there is some of the most impressive character development and mm. and story oh, yeah. arcs for these characters across. I remember me and my girlfriend watched. Uh, watched the whole whole thing through. And we, we, we watched, I think, the first two seasons on Netflix and then caught up so that, uh, I think, uh, Pop is the name of the channel that runs it yeah. uh, in the uh, States. We did the same thing, yeah. Um, and, and so, we, so we, we finished the third season. We were just, and and it, the last episode runs, it, it closes, and we look at each other like, that was really impressive. Is the third season, the third season ends with them in the barn party, right? Yeah. That was, yeah. That, and, yes. And like, they have this moment where like, they're like, oh, these damn yokels, these damn yokels, we're so much better than them, we're so much better than them. And then by the end of the third season, they're just like they have this moment where they're at dinner with Chris Elliott, which by the way, he's mm. Chris Elliott. Yeah. Chris Elliott is the the mayor of the town. Yeah. Uh, okay. whose last name is shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and like he they they're having dinner with their like rich, high fancy friends, right? Mm. And the fancy friends are making fun of 
Chris Elliott's character. And they end up standing up for him. And they're like, you can't do that. These are good people. Yeah. Fuck you, basically. And like you have them see this moment where they're just like, no, we do belong here. This is where we should be. And you're just like, damn. Like, I, I had that same realization where I was like, this is just a really goddamn good show. Yeah, it's incredibly is it well on written. Netflix? It's th- certainly the first two seasons are. At least yeah. they were for a long time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's, yeah, like the, the character yeah. development is so impressive. And it's such a genuinely funny, like, laugh out loud show. Every episode ends on the perfect comedic moment it's, of like it's right very, before you'd think a laugh would yeah. hit and then it cuts it's very <laughs> like it's very like seinfeld or very like um um curb your enthusiasm where uh, it's not like the lots of fart and poop jokes kind of humor it's that subtle humor sure mm. yeah and it's 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 the interaction with people that's the funniest part of that show and, and the, like the episode where she's selling the fruit wine <laughs> She's doing the, that, that's like I die laughing every single time. So the like I said, the, Eugene Levy plays the dad. Catherine O'Hara plays the mom. The mom from so the mom it's, from it's, uh, Home Alone. Yeah. So it's 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 oh, the yeah. two like you know okay. two of, of like Canada's funniest people of all time um, are the, the the matriarch and the patriarch of this family. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's hysterical and it's hundred percent worth your time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, let's let's transition guys into some more shows here. Uh, if you were just tuning in, you were listening to. GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, we are talking on our favorite TV shows, um, both historically speaking, but also some new ones. And that's something I want to bring up, too, is some new stuff that you've seen that is, like, slowly but surely inching its way up onto your top list of all time. Maybe they need a few more seasons. Maybe you need to see how a, a current arc finishes up. But we've got James Rambo. Hey. We've got Vicazim. Hello. And we are talking about those favorite shows right now. I wanted to transition because we've done a lot of comedy. I wanted to end uh, just kind of just round. Give us one. We won't go into a whole lot of detail, but some that we haven't missed as far as comedies. Futurama. I actually like Futurama more than I like Simpsons. I think it's definitely a tighter show. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's a better show. Um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a great show. That's um, Yeah, that's a hysterically funny show. That's really, really easy to binge watch that show and get into it. So uh, even from the first season, it's actually pretty pretty fantastic yeah so that's it's funny that's one that's a show that i've pitched as seinfeld but what if they were all poor (laughs) (laughs) because it's they're all horrible people just like everybody on seinfeld it's just like they have no money i just i love charming i love danny devito so much yeah yeah and he's so great in that show it's oh god and and like they'll they'll do stuff like there were um some like uh behind the scenes that uh it's like you know air quotes behind the scenes footage of uh charlie day uh, meeting Danny for the first time, and f- you, you know who directs a ton of that show? Who? Fred Savage. Whoa. That makes sense. Fred Savage yeah. directs a ton of that series, yeah. and there was a whole thing about Charlie having to like go blow Danny, <laughs> and it was a like it was like ah it's a joke. And then he goes to his trailer, and it's like no, it's a real thing. And then Fred Savage is there, and he's like yeah, I just like to watch, man. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a super weird thing. Um. But yeah, I'd say probably, yeah, Shit's Creek. People you need to watch Shit's Creek. It's a really yeah. funny show. Yeah, I would I would I would totally agree. Um Again, Letter Kenny. Go online, watch it. Okay. Um wrote down both those shows. Yeah, Letter Letter Kenny is hilarious. Mr. D, also on Hulu. Um again, the guy's name is Jerry D. He was on Last Comic Standing for one season. The guy's just an incredibly funny dude. He's like Imagine like that teacher that you had in high school that was kind of cool, but he was kind of a dick too. Yeah, sure. That's that's Mr. D. Hmm. Um, what have I watched? Because I, I I ran out of I finished my 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 office rewatch. Yeah. So I ran out of things to watch. So I burned through two series on uh, Netflix or Netflix uh, uh, on Hulu. Yeah. Um, one was LA to Vegas, 
which is a show on Fox. Uh, Dylan McDermott plays... Oh, that pilot show? He plays a yeah. total douchebag pilot mm, that flies yeah. the L.A. to Las Vegas run, which is like a 45-minute flight. Yeah. Um, and it's you know it's a funny show. It's not it's not going to win you know too many awards, but it's it's funny and it's charming. The yeah. thing that I find the most fascinating about it, yeah. Peter Stormare is a regular character on that show. He plays um, you know you know that name. You might not know who I'm talking about, or, or you might you know who I'm talking. You might not Google know, that, know his name. Real quick. Uh. Peter Stormare. He was Lucifer in the Constantine movie. Um, oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. He's the he's the 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 Russian gangster in the beginning of John Wick two. Um, like, yeah. Oh, oh, he's the cosmonaut in, in, uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Um. He's the guy that looks Russian. He's the guy that looks Russian. I think he's actually Swedish. He was in Fargo. Uh, uh okay. he was in Fargo. Yeah, he yes. Was one yes, of the yes, killers yes. in Fargo. Yeah, okay. he's, he's not Steve Buscemi in Fargo. Yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, he plays, uh, he plays, you find out, a children's dentist that is also a compulsive gambler. Um, <laughs> and he, he makes the LA to Vegas trip yeah. every weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a really funny, charming show. There's like 14 episodes, I think. Are, yeah. you, are you ready for this killer crossover that we we're got. about to do? Like, you, this is going to blow your mind. So you mentioned Peter Stormare, uh-huh. who was in a movie called Fargo. Yes, he was. One uh-huh. of my favorite TV shows oh. of all time. Six Degrees of Separation? Is the FX Fargo series. It's so did. good. I have not seen the third season because at this point I had given up cable, but I will go back and watch it. It's the one with um, um, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I was about to say Obi Wan Kenobi. But, like, <laughs> um, I not to, Alec Guinness. Yeah, not not that one. No, he's he's long <laughs> dead. Um, but the Fargo series they do the first season with um, with Colin Hanks. Yeah, and, and Billy Bob Thornton, Billy Bob and... Thornton, and Martin Freeman was so goddamn yeah. good. It was it is some of the best television I've ever seen. And like when you heard the the concept that they were like we're gonna do a Fargo TV show and you're terrible just like, idea yeah right <laughs> uh, why what, would you do this why are they gonna make the movie into a TV show this doesn't make any sense whatsoever but then you watch it and you're like this is incredible this is so well done yeah. and then season two was just as good I'm very curious about your opinion on something from season two the aliens the aliens it was weird it but was so stupid it was. <laughs> Bugged the shit out of me. It did. I didn't. I it didn't fit with the story. Oh, uh, it did but, not. <laughs> but it was fine in the way that they handled it because it wasn't a thing. It was just a. It was like, oh, there's aliens. Oh, well, for Pete's sake, let's get going then. You know, <laughs> like it was just like a, it was just a thing, and it wasn't like aliens really impacted the plot in any way. It was just like a, hey, look, aliens, and that was it. What what bothers? See, I disagree because the it's it's. I would have agreed if not for the last time they show up, because yeah. that's that's where it really bugged me. Is yeah. is I thought it was kind of cool, like from the first episode where it's like you know a guy sees this light in the sky and he's like, "What the hell's that?" And that's what ends up getting him killed. And he gets hit by a car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and like I was even like, that's the thing. It's not fair to say they don't set it up. They a hundred percent set it up. Yeah. But the whole time I'm like. But you're not gonna do that, right? You're, yeah. But you're there's no way you're gonna do that. There's why would you do that? And there's you don't even see an alien. There's a UFO that shows up and is right above, like floats right above a hotel. It is it happens to be during like the most intense moment in the show so far. That's true. Um, yeah. but it just it happens so quick and it's 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 done. It's it's so I was watching that show with my girlfriend and uh, our friend Josh. Yeah. And we see that episode. And we were just like, 
okay, I guess, sure, why not? And there's another, it's not even the last episode of the season, it's like the penultimate episode. Yeah, there was one um, more episode. And so we we finish it, and then, you know, you know, however many months goes by, second, the third season's rolling up, and Josh is, you know, he's a pretty, you know, particular guy. Uh, if, he, if he likes something, he really likes it. If he doesn't, he's very, he's like vehemently against it. And he's like, I don't know if I can watch the third season, man. Like oh. that, that, that fucking scene. I said, all right, I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Imagine that once a year you get invited to the same restaurant and you know you're going to have the best meal of your entire year. But at some point during the meal, someone's going to punch you in the face. You don't know when it's going to happen. It could be right at the beginning. It could be right at the end. It could be when you're done and you're paying the check, but you know what's going to happen. Would you still go? And he thought about it for it. He's like, yeah, I guess I would. <laughs> that's, that's season two of Fargo. That's yeah. season two of Fargo. Let and me, like, honestly, going forward, that I'm just expecting that to be every season of Fargo. Let me, let me, give, you, let me give you a counter to that. Had it not been aliens, and had he said, I saw the divine light of God, I don't think that there would be nearly as much. Agreed. And I think that those two things are interchangeable. I, it's funny, like, okay, to piggyback off of that, which I, yeah. w- without trying to get, off, get too far off subject. Yeah, okay. You like the Indiana Jones movies? <laughs> you are you are in my head, James Rambo. Get out. Because that's why I think people didn't like Crystal Skull. 100%. You had no problem believing that this fictional cup, which honestly, like, the whole, like, chalice of Christ, like, that thing... Okay, so first off, that's not a cup that they're talking about. Like yeah. the, the Holy Grail is not a cup. Uh-huh. The Holy Grail is the bloodline of Christ. And okay. people have misconstrued that thinking a grail is some sort of cup to drink out of. Yeah. But a fictional cup that you can drink out of that can give you eternal life and there's some knight that's been living in some cave in, in friggin' like Syria for the last, like, what, 500 years? That's okay? But like aliens, oh no, we can't have aliens, but magical Jesus <laughs> juice, that, that's okay? Nah. And, I mean, and I... Yeah. I think a, a big problem with it was the break from the expectation because the entirety of those, all, all three of those movies up to that point have all been dealing with religious imagery, religious mythology. Um, and when you get to Crystal Skull, I mean, like, to be fair, it's a garbage movie. There's a lot of fucking problems with that yeah, movie. I um, concur with that. <laughs> I mean, like, even beyond the, the aliens, but the way so much of, like it feels like a parody of the Indiana Jones movies um but uh yeah there's something about aliens man it it just if it's not done well it's, it's usually done badly I feel like there's always room for aliens come on <laughs> <laughs> well like, i mean that's the thing. like it's like the jello of plots come aliens on aliens as like a horror element absolutely aliens in a sci-fi story sure aliens in an adventure story uh, that's yes. when it kind of becomes you know a little iffy and it 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 can feel like, well, I mean, it, it is Deus Ex Machina. It's it's you know God in the machine coming down. Um, feel like a potentially jump the shark moment, basically. Yeah, and uh, I have a whole thing about how you could have kept the aliens another thing, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I absolutely agree. If you if you had said you know if if it wasn't aliens and it was like just you know I saw the face of God kind of thing, it would have been fine and it would have you know just moved along smooth transition but for whatever reason it was aliens and for whatever yeah. reason people have a hard time with them yeah and it's 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 a thing you know and yeah it, and it sucks but um so yeah fargo fargo uh, fantastic show it, it really is it's one of my favorite dramas um absolutely loved it um we'll rotate this way sure james rambo 
Um, you want to? Uh, uh, I have so many. I love TV. Um, I know, and we're gonna inevitably have to leave stuff. We're out. definitely gonna have to leave we're stuff do a part, out. Do a part I'm two. Gonna, so worry. the the one that me and you talked about that you were like, that's on my list. I'm gonna give you that one. No, you know what? That's you okay sure? Because I've used it before on when I was on Comics Online. Okay. So you can bring it up, and we can talk about it because I still love the show. Ah, it's and so good. I'm not so territorial that I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you stole my shit, Rambo. Like, no. So it's, there's it's definitely cool. two I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll do that one now. In fact, I'll actually set you up because I have the theme music. Yeah, suspense. For it. You ready? It My is, goodness! It is, it is a show that like there's there's two shows that I know of that I really love. The show and cannot stand the opening music. Wait, what is this? <laughs> oh, it's Terriers. No, no, I meant something else. No, I meant the other show. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, Terriers is great. Yeah, Terriers is fantastic. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because I haven't watched the show in so long, I didn't recognize the theme. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still no, confused. No, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say Justified. Which I actually have that music queued up to. I'm sure you do. What we'll do, let's talk about Justified first, and then we'll go back to Terriers. Sure. Vic, do you even know what Terriers is? No. Oh, man, Never it's wonderful. Heard of it. let's, let's talk about Justified, because you know what Justified is, right? It's a Western... It's a, yeah, it's a modern it. western okay. uh, based on an Elmore Leonard story. Um, is that Timothy Oliphant? It is Timothy Oliphant. Okay. Yeah. He, he is one the of the short the, story the, is great Fire actors. in the Hole. Fire in the Hole. Great actor. Um, can I do a quick aside here real quick? Go right ahead. Have I ever told you my Elmore Leonard story? No. I'm at the Philadelphia Free Library. This is like 2007 to meet Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club. Yeah. I'm standing in line to meet Chuck Palahniuk. And Elmore Leonard is sitting there signing books too, and no one is in line to meet him. What? And I'm what like, the fuck. And I don't have anything. I didn't know he was gonna be there. And I love Elmore <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> and I'm just like, he's just sitting there, and he looks so sad. And I'm like, fucking oh, Elmore Leonard. And buddy. I'm like, I'm like, are you Elmore Leonard? He's like, yeah. And I stick my hand out. I was like, I'm Michael. It's it's a really nice pleasure to meet you. You were awesome. I love your stuff. I've you know I read Get Shorty. I watched the movie. Like I'm and I'm telling him all this stuff, and he's just like, oh yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And I was like, fire in the hole. And he's like, hey, you want a little secret? And I was like, he's like, I'm making a show. And I was like, you are. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, That's fantastic. But nobody was in line, and all I had was my copy of Fight Club. Yeah. So I I'm not gonna have him sign Fight Club. That's like that's like they'd seen in Step Brothers. When, when he gets Randy Jackson to sign the Samurai Sword. You know, like, <laughs> why, am I gonna have, why am I going to have Elmore Leonard sign Fight Club? So, See, like, I would absolutely have gotten both of them to sign. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what do you think of Fight Club, Elmore? You're a big fan. <laughs> um, but no, uh, uh, yeah, Timothy Oliphant is is one of the two guys I want to be when I grow up, which and the other one being uh, Sam Rockwell. I want to be All some right. combination of the two of those men. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, Justified is a modern Western. Um, it's based on an Elmore Leonard story. Uh, they do things in that show. There are themes introduced in the first episode that flow all the way to the very end. Oh my god! Oh, yes, um, Vic. Seriously, I have. I think I got season one at home. I might grab it and let you borrow it. I'll bring. Okay. I'll bring it to that workplace that we both have. Well, actually, um, <laughs> so I have always avoid westerns until like just about six months ago. I started watching all the old Clint Eastwood ones. Oh, there's so some I'm kind of like on a western kick right now. So it's, Justified is right up your alley. Um, but have you tell me you've watched Unforgiven then? Yes, Unforgiven. Oh, Unforgiven is probably my favorite western, but so is um, Tombstone. The good, the, Tombs, yeah, Tombstone. Oh, yeah, you can't go wrong. The good, the bad, the ugly was really good. Yeah, High Plains Drifter was amazing. Um, There's a really great modern western called Hell or High Water. Okay. Um, which is uh, Chris Pine and Ben Foster play brothers, and it oh. is it's them 
robin banks um but oh. it's them doing it because of like bank foreclosures oh. uh and what's it called hell or high water nice all right we'll have to check that out that um good. it's uh there's a sh- actually a show on right now called yellowstone it's on uh the paramount network formerly spike spike network uh or spike tv um that is written, and I think the showrunner is a guy named Taylor Sheridan, uh, and he wrote um, Hell or High Water. He wrote um, this movie called Prisoners, uh, oh, yeah, and yeah. a movie called uh, Wind River, um, and it's the same sort of like really weighty themes. Um, but yeah, Hell or High Water is fucking phenomenal. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, Justified. Um, Justified is Olsen is a is a U.S. deputy U.S. marshal named Raylan Givens. Uh, who, if you know, if you've seen any of uh, the like adaptations of Leonard's other stuff, there are ties directly to it. Like hmm. Carl Gugino plays the same character in um, uh, uh, in Justified that she played on the show, Karen Sisko, um, who was originally played by Jennifer Lopez out of, out of sight. sight. Yeah. Um, and they even make kind of a joke about it in in Justified, where where he goes to call her by her old name. Yeah. And because FX doesn't have the rights, what they did is they're like, no, 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 no. I got divorced. (laughs) So she's using her maiden name now. You're like, oh, that's fucking brilliant. Not only that, Patton Oswalt shows up. Oh, God. And he's fantastic. Because he shows (laughs) up in a first. Bob. At first, you think he's just like this doofus, right? Because, I mean, let's be honest. As much as we all love Patton Oswalt, he's kind of a doofus. He's a goofy dude. And he's like, you think that he's like one of these guys who's a cop, but he's kind of a like a he's like a um, a fake, you know? He's like a fraud. He's like he acts tougher than he actually is. But then he has this scene in the in the show where he is a total badass, and you were just like, dude. And like, in, and Raylan Givens even calls him out, and he goes, "It turns out Constable Bob's one tough son of a bitch." And you're just like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, Bob. Like it's. <laughs> It's Dude. the whole show, Vic. Like, if you can watch, it. I wish it was on Netflix or Hulu. It's I, on. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon it? Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, the entire oh, show God. is on Amazon one Prime. You, I've heard of him. I'm a big Olafent fan. He's never been bad in anything. Oh no! So. If one of you guys um, has access to an Amazon account, like I'm just saying, I have Hulu and Netflix. I'm willing to share. I might need access to this Amazon just so I can watch this. Might have conversation. I'm just saying. We'll have right, conversation. So, yeah. but, so, so you people, chose so. Justified. I had Fargo. Vic Z. Oh man. Um, you know. Um, it's really predictable, but Breaking Bad was just a great show. Also on my list. <laughs> um, why I bring it up is because actually Better Call Saul, the spinoff, is actually really good. Also, oh, that's fantastic. the yeah. new season coming back on Sunday, I want to say, and it's a, it's harder to get into than Breaking Bad. It's a very slow first season, but um, it's can I say this without catching a beat down from either of you? Yes, I have not seen Breaking Bad yet. Damn it! Well, I have like three <sighs> socks filled with nickels. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to think about which weapon to attack. I've, I've with, heard so. I've heard great things about it. I want to watch it. I just again, it's it's trying to find the time to get it in. That's sure. a show that'll hook you from the first episode. Will it? Okay. You'll yeah. Um, it's actually on. It's everything subjective. So I don't know how much weight we can put on the IMDb ratings, but it's uh, it's like the highest rated television show or movie on IMDb, nine point five. Really. Um. So, um, Brian Cranston as Walter White. Probably one of the greatest performances, like in just TV show history. Really, um, I mean, I'll have to. He actually, he won like three or four Emmys. So I think it's actually the most celebrated. That's a, I mean, it's a fantastic uh, cast. And yeah, it's funny that you say it hooked you from the first episode. I agree. I, I, I was in, you know, from Jump Street. A friend of mine can't stand the show. Mm. Watched the entire thing. Can't stand it. And I was like, Well, why'd you do it? And she's like, Well, I, 
I just really everybody kept talking about it, and I really wanted to see what everybody was you know so into. And I was like, well, so for, you know, for, I was just so fascinated. I was like, so from the beginning, you didn't like it. And she's like, no, Walter's not a sympathetic character. But she kept watching. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's the that's the key. That's uh, the linchpin. Yeah. If you watch the first episode and you're like, Walt's a dick, you're not going to like this show. Because the whole point of it is this transition from this sort of like meek, quiet, um, you know, quote it's, unquote, put upon dude. It's supposed to be Mr. Chips become Scarface. Become Scarface. The yeah. creator actually said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, the good thing about Breaking Bad too. It's 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 five seasons, which is like, it's a super tight story. There's no real fat to be trimmed there. It's just very and let me a tight serial. So let me tie into that real quick, because that is vital to me. I am so okay. Quick rant here. I was. It took me a good like four seasons before I would actually even start watching The Walking Dead. Right. Mm. Because everybody was like, you got to watch The Walking Dead. You got to watch The Walking Dead. You got to watch The Walking Dead. Right. And I was like, <laughs> meh. Okay, whatever. But then I watched the first season, and I'm like, okay, this is good. I liked this. They get to the CDC center. They had to blow the damn thing up. I was like, I really like where this is going. Season two, also thoroughly enjoyed. Season three was pretty okay with. It was a good season. And then it did this thing. It it, it caught a whiff of its own success. Mm. And somebody was like, hey, the comic books are still running. We can run this thing for as long as we want. Let's just keep doing it. And what they did was instead of having like a finite goal, this is where we want the story to go. They were like, we're going to make this an MMORPG and we're going to make it about raids (laughs) and we're going to make it about boss battles. And every single boss battle is going to be the same thing because after they killed the governor and then they went out into the wild. Yeah, there was nothing else to do. And Mm. then we got Negan and then Negan is just a rehash of the governor and it's the same thing. He's the biggest bad out there. So now we got to find a way to beat the biggest bad so that we can become the biggest bad. And like there was, it was going nowhere. And I said two seasons ago, and yes, I keep taking credit for this and I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I said they need to end that goddamn show. This is like two, three seasons ago, right after Negan bashed in Glenn's head, which sucked because Glenn was my hero. Yeah. Glenn was every one of us. Hmm. If we were in a zombie apocalypse, one, we'd want to steal a Dodge Charger and drive it down the wrong side of the road as fast <laughs> as we possibly could. We'd want to bang the farmer's daughter. Okay? Glenn did all of these things. Glenn is my hero. And they killed him. And it made me mad because they teased us too because he hid under the dumpster and you were like, fucking Glenn, you, you son of a bitch, you. And then he died. Steve, you got to heart. go make a couple movies. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Good well, does any hour-long drama work when you get to like seasons like six, seven, eight, nine? It's, it's like, it's can you keep much. the momentum going for that no, long, though? It's, you yeah. can't. And, and like, that's the thing is I loved these characters. That episode when Carl is out on his own because Rick is, like, dying, basically, yeah. on the couch. And Carl's just out having his little adventure, and he's, like, almost oh, gets killed by the, a zombie. The pudding, the and then pudding. he sits on the roof, and he eats the big thing of chocolate yeah. pudding. Again, that's all of us. We would totally do that. Like, I just almost get killed by a zombie, but you know what? I'm eating this fucking pudding. Yeah, which is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, like... It, it went too long. It, yeah. it stretched mm-hmm. too far. The backlash became too much. They started losing all of the good characters. And now they're going to end the series and nobody gives a shit. Wait, nope. have, they, have they called a definitive end? Well, Andrew Lincoln's leaving at the end oh, of this dude, season. Dude, no. They've already said that um, Dan Fogarty's going to be on for the ninth season. Ugh. So at the very least, there's going to be a ninth season. Wow. But they have a timeline in place where they're trying to end uh, this. I don't know if you they don't have those, those ratings so. yeah. pretty important to AMC. But the ratings have slipped. People have but stopped watching. But I imagine there's still probably tops on AMC. Yeah. Though, and it so. sucks, though, because let me tell you, I like the Negan character a lot. I liked him a lot in the comics. 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as soon as and I, I saw him. Negan, I was like, I really want Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play and, this guy. And he, and he does him perfectly, And too. a bunch of other people all, apparently all thought the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's great. That's the thing. Is There's nothing wrong with him. It's just the show in itself. It needs to end. It needs to end. Yeah. And thank God, Matt, um, not Madman, I'm sorry. Uh, Breaking Bad was like, hey, finite. This is yeah, what we're doing. The- I hope they do the same thing. Think about it too. It's like, uh, not to interrupt. interrupt, No, you're fine, man. But the show got more popular as it went on. By the time it got to the last season, it was at the height of its popularity. But it still ended it because it needed to end. The story had nowhere to go. Yeah. So you'll you'll really appreciate that about Breaking Bad that they didn't, just for ratings purposes, continue a story when there's nothing left, no story left to tell. So, And there's definitely moments where like, I can think of at least two, maybe three instances where Vince Gillen was like, all right, so everybody loves Walt, but he's going to do this thing. And then everybody's gonna be like, "Whoa, that's too much." And then the one time, everybody's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, okay, all right, yeah. step the game up. All right, all right, all right." But then he's gonna do this thing, and people are like, "Whoa, that's too much." Well, it's one of those shows where there's no, there's no hero or villain. You can actually, like, Gus is a villain, but I can see people taking Gus's side over Walt's. If you look at sure where they, the point they got to, and Walt's role in that. Um, so Jesse, most people like Jesse, but. To me, he did some things at the end that was kind of like, you know, unforgivable. So there's no heroes or villains. Does a good job of just keeping everything gray and uh, not black and white. So Well, and it's the, one of the things I found so interesting about the way so many things on the show are done was uh, an Anna Gunn, who, who plays Skylar, uh, even wrote an op-ed mm. uh, either at the end of the show or just after the show wrap where she's like, why the fuck is everybody getting giving Skylar such shit? She's the most hated character on the she's show. She's incredibly right? hated, and really, what it comes down to is like, yeah, she's she's kind of a pain in the ass, but she's a woman who's just trying to do right by her family. And Walt keeps saying that's what he what he's trying to do, and he is so far past that point. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like Walt selling and co- like cooking and selling meth. That ain't safe. That's not okay. And he's no. damn good at and it. And he's really fucking good at it. Um, <laughs> and Skylar's just like, hey. Hey, maybe don't be a drug dealer. Maybe don't do that. Or hey, all right, we've got plenty of money. We can stop now. And she gets like, the the nagging wife label from that. Yeah, stop which is selling like the meth. Fucking nuts. <laughs> and and it was just it was a I super can't consistent. She's thing. nagging him about stopping <laughs> yeah. to sell meth. Are you serious? It was a super consistent thing across the panel. People were like, "Ugh, just let him the sell worst. it. Just let him sell his meth. Just let him sell his um, meth." God, such a bitch. Oh. I don't know if they it affected how they how they're doing Better Call Saul, but the the female lead on that show is like way more popular with the fans. Really? Yeah. Uh, like kind of because um, actually uh, Saul is kind of the Walter White of the show. Essentially, starts out actually pretty likable, pretty good, but then yeah. he's making that transition. But the female character on that is like it's almost like they took the feedback from Skyler and like okay, we're gonna do this a little bit different this time. So it's it's really interesting. I think one of the things that they're doing well comparatively is. In in Breaking Bad, you have Walt and Skyler, and and they're they're from very different worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have Skyler, you know, sort of seemingly as like an outsider critiquing Walt, who is like, you know, he he's a professional chemist, like he's a guy who like this is what he studied, um, which you know has should have zero bearing on whether or not his wife is okay with him selling fucking meth. Um, <laughs> right. But with Better Call Saul, um, I'm blanking on her name. I know the character's name is Kim. Kim, yeah. Uh, Kim and Jimmy are, um, they're both lawyers. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and arguably, she's a much better attorney than he is. Yeah. Um, so when when she's like, hey, Jimmy, that's a really stupid thing you did, There's you can't argue the point as right. to whether or not, you know, it's it's okay that she's saying that's a bad idea and that it shouldn't be, you know, done. Because Jimmy, 
for all his his uh, um, charm and, and sort of panache, he's he's still a fuck up, and he's yeah. still like a petty criminal at the end of the day. His, his inner that's his inner his inner child always comes out like he's um, slipping Jimmy. I think. It's yeah, it's it's, old, it's fun. His like, old hustling name. So that's the the most interesting thing in terms. I, I just hadn't thought. I love when you when you're having a conversation and you have a realization about the thing <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. The major character arc with Walt in Breaking Bad is Walt is. I wouldn't say a good man, but he's he's you know he's Mr. Chips who turns into Scarface. Jimmy's the exact opposite. He's a bad guy who's trying desperately to be a good guy. Yeah, this makes a perfect tie-in for the next show. What do you got? Somebody who you would think would be a good guy, but is actually a bad guy. Oh. In fact, it's lots of them, and that would be the Shield. I've heard great things. About this it. Was, I've heard wonderful things. Yeah, this was the FX. Like, this was the one. This was the one that put FX on the map. This is the one that, that essentially started the ability for them to do Justified, for them to do Fargo, for them to do all of the things that they're doing now. Because, first off, it's Michael Chiklis, right? Yeah. Like The commish. The commish. And everybody's like, oh, the likable commish. He's this nice guy, right? Like, he couldn't be a bad guy. Vic Mackey is the character he plays in this show. Vic Mackey is a douchebag yeah and like mm. of like the highest degree too because like what he ends up being is like i don't know if you got did you guys ever see the movie crash yeah or, i know or, of or it. Know i watched the, it or know the story behind it so what it is is there is this thing called the rampart division in los in the los angeles police department right they were all about anti-gang anti-drug like basically breaking them up and 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 cleaning up the the streets of la right mm-hmm. well here's the problem all of them were fucking corrupt <laughs> mm. and there's a Woody Harrelson movie called Rampart that's almost certainly about this exact thing. It is, yeah. And there's one called Thin Blue Line, which has Ving Rhames and Kurt Russell in oh. it. It's the same. It's yeah. the same. This is this is such a big thing that they've done like a million movies, yeah. like nine different TV shows. It's a big, huge thing. And here's why. Remember those two rappers, Biggie and Tupac, how sure. they got murdered? Course, Guess who was yeah. involved with their murder? Oh, no. The Rampart Division of the Los <laughs> Angeles Police Department. <sighs> Ruining, this is about ruining rap music forever. <laughs> exactly, it's <laughs> their fault. Fucking Vic Mackey ruined. Michael Chiklis ruined rap music. I have to Son listen to listen to Soldier Boy because he's <laughs> assholes. So basically, like the whole premise of the show is these guys are supposed to be the cops that are cleaning up L.A. Right, and in the first episode, they kill one of their own because they think he's ratting on them for taking money from drug dealers, from setting up deals with all these other people. So basically they kill this guy and then they find out the guy was an informant in the first place who was like part of ICE trying to find out and not the bad ICE, like I'm talking about internal affairs, like those guys. Like he's trying to investigate them for being crooked. Yeah. And that's the first episode of the goddamn show and it goes on for like seven seasons. Mm. So it builds, like you were saying when we were talking about Justified, how there's the one thread that kind of goes through the entire thing. It's the same thing with this show. And like, they're heroes, but they're not because they're good guys and they're doing things. They're, they're busting drug dealers, but then you're also seeing them. At one point, they have this Armenian gang that they break up and they steal. Um, uh, it was like the money train is what they called it. They steal like – it was like – I want to say it was like $500 million from the Jesus Armenian money Christ. train. And basically, they're trying to set themselves up for retirement and trying to find a way to launder the money. And you're yeah. just like, what? Like how the <laughs> fuck are you going to pull that off, right? The series is incredible. If you can get it, watch it. It is one of Honestly, my favorites um, of all time. 
thinking about it, when I'm ordering my Walmart, I always see it's like the whole series would be for like fourteen ninety five. Why on, are you on DVD? Like, like seriously, and I pass by and I'm like, oh, I should put get down, that. Put down the three boxes of Fruit Loops <laughs> that you're buying and buy this shit because I'm telling you, this show is fucking amazing. Like it is, it is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like it is. It, it can't be. Beat. Your passion about it has convinced me. I will. I'm gonna splurge the yeah. The fifteen. Not only that, it, so. Walton Goggins. I was gonna say Walton Goggins plays a from, transvestite, doesn't he? No, like, or no, no. No. What am I thinking of? Or he, what am I thinking of? From he's um from Boyd, Justified. He's yeah. Boyd Crowder he's, from it, Justified. Yeah. He was the bad guy in the most recent Tomb uh, uh, Tomb Raider movie. Um, and the most recent uh, Ant Man movie. Exactly. <laughs> like he's he's blowing up now. Like yeah. his career is growing. This he started as Vic's right hand man. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of um, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get rid of him once he started messing up, so uh, (laughs) I had had to replace him, so. There you go. I I appreciate the the (laughs) nod to your own name there, Vic. Um, (laughs) Let's, if we got one more, we'll do one more drama, and then I want to go into the grab bag. Just what did we miss? Because we only got a couple more. I mean, we've been an hour and a half. I figure we'll we'll cap this at two hours. Okay. Because we all could run our minds. I demand a part two. I demand a sequel. (laughs) Oh, we'll do a sequel. I think that- This won't be one of those unneeded sequels. This will be- I want to go back to one that we talked about, because it was the one I thought you were talking about that that you said you were going to- Terriers, yeah, man. Terriers. Um, Vic, this is another one you got to put on your spoiler list. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Oh, we won't spoil this one. <laughs> Haven't seen it. So, Terriers, and I'll play the theme song again. Like, it's just a weird theme song, but it really fits with this show. And I got to have a conversation with Kevin Goswan of Comics Online about it because Kevin Goswan is from San Diego. And oh, he no lived, shit. He lived in Oceanside when they were filming this show. That's fantastic. So, like, he had all of these insights about it, and he loves the show, too. But, like, just an incredible show. It's a, it's Donald Logue, right? Donald Logue plays a private investigator who is a um, a recovering alcoholic. And he was a police officer, but he got kicked off the force for being an alcoholic. And as a PI, he has this former reformed um, ex-con who's like his partner, right? And mm. the two just get into like some goofy hijinks at first, right? And you think it's going to be like a live-action Scooby-Doo, basically, right? It's just going to be like <laughs> yeah. these two guys just doing goofy things, right? Because that's how how it kind of starts. Like at first, the first episode, like they steal a dog, right? A bulldog. And you're uh. just like, all right, well, this is kind of fun. Okay. And then it builds and it gets not dark, but it gets real, really, really fast. And you're just like, holy shit. And like it wasn't like a tonal shift because the comedy still stayed within. But like – you see some good people do some bad things hmm. like without getting into the details Rambo like the part where he ends up getting the deed to his house yeah, you know what some, I'm talking about some dirty shit in the show exactly <laughs> yeah but like and you see good people do bad things but it doesn't make them bad people but like also you just overall just an incredible first season and the worst part about it is it's the only season what? And, yes. they, and they leave you on a cliffhanger at the end of season one Wait, wait, wait. It got canceled or the show just started? It never got renewed. So, so the, the, that makes me hesitant a little bit because, no, no, don't be hesitant because the, the first, the whole story gets wrapped up. Okay. okay. You just don't know how it, I can't stand the cliffhanger and the show is canceled and you're kind of just on the cliffhanger. It's not, it's not that bad. It's not like, okay. It's basically like there's a choice that needs to be made and they could either go left or go right and you don't know which direction they chose. And if they had a season two, you would have known which direction they chose. Sure. But, the whole everything that happened in season one that needed to be resolved was so, resolved. So it's pretty self-contained. In that it season. is. Yes. Okay. The story I've heard is the showrunner found out early on that he wasn't going to be able to get a, se- a second season, and so FX was like, "Look, man, you, we've we've committed to I think it's thirteen episodes. Yeah. 
um, you have your 13 episodes. Do whatever you want to do. And so he basically just like cut out whatever he could and just pushed everything together. Um, And so it's a much tighter uh, um, sort of overall story arc for the entire series Huh. Told in you know a much shorter uh, time. In, in fact, I need to rewatch it again. I don't even know what where you can find it right now. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Donal Logue's real sister plays his sister on the show. Oh yeah, and she was good. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, her name is uh, the, the show. Karina. We're talking, the show Karina we're talking Logue. about. Uh, MC because MC Brooks. Uh, hey, what's up, man? Recovering from his uh, his flood. Stay Probably. dry, sir. Yeah, stay stay very dry, please. Um, he wanted to know what show we're talking about. We're talking about terriers. Yeah. Um, it's. I'm going to look it up right now because I don't even know where you can find it. Um. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I remember, I think I watched it on Hulu a while ago. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael Raymond James is the name of the, the guy who plays Britt, who's the uh, the the partner to Donald Logue. I love him. And he the was, only thing, great. there's one other thing I've seen him in that I remember, and it's the, the first Jack Amazon. Reacher movie. Amazon has terriers. Hey, look at that. Oh, there we go. Like, th- I didn't realize we were doing advertising for Amazon, <laughs> but Amazon has all the shows that you want to see. You can catch Justified. You can gotta... catch Terriers. Go on Amazon.com, sign up, uh, pay some money, watch their stuff, because all the shows that we're watching are apparently on Amazon. Um, <laughs> no, it's it ter- Terriers, like, as in, like, the dog. Yeah. And that was, the, and when they were talking about the reason why the show didn't get renewed, that was one of the reasons that they said. Because when people are like, "What is Terriers?" <laughs> they're like, "Why do I want to watch a show about the dogs?" I thought the Westminster <laughs> Kennel Club thing was on USA. No, it's and the theme is is like he's a PI, and PIs are supposed to be like they won't let go, they won't like, like gruff, give up, and, and that's and that's a terrier. A terrier is stubborn, and he won't give up. They and go like, they go into like dark little holes that people like most people won't go into to find things. Yeah, yeah, there was a it, yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. that's the other thing too is like if I can watch a show and my wife is into it as well, then I know it's really really good. Mm. Because there's there's just certain things that we don't cross over on, right? Like if I'm watching Star Wars um Clone Wars, she ain't going to watch that with me and I, and that's fine. Most Stephen King stuff she won't watch with me. Like I'm watching that mm. new show Castle Rock right now. Oh. She's not digging that. So I'll watch Castle Rock on my own. But she watched every episode of Terriers with me. And that's how I knew it was really really good. But then also, while we're talking about that, too, um, I've got another show. Um, actually, we're all going to do one more drama, and then we're going to go into uh, the things we missed. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I wanted to mention one more show that um, it's a good tie-in. In fact, I'll save it. Mr. Rambo, give, um, me, give, me, another, give me another drama or so another action pack. There's a couple other shows I could talk about, uh, but the one that I feel like is, is much lesser known uh, it's a show called The Pretender. Oh, I remember that one. It was on NBC. It was on NBC. I think Sounds it ran familiar. four seasons total. Yeah. Um, it it uh, Jeffrey Donovan, who plays the lead in uh, Burn Notice, uh, he had us like a, rel- a a lesser role uh, as a sporting character on that show. Um, the Pretender is a weird high concept show from the the mid to late nineties. About uh, this guy named Jared, and Jared is a pretender. And pretenders are super geniuses uh, that, when given baseline information about a certain person or a certain career, can you know fully. It, it's somewhere between uh, a genius and like an FBI profiler, hmm. where they can basically become a person. Um, so I, the one episode I specifically remember from from my childhood was they made him recreate 
Oswald's. Good. It's a quality choice, right? The, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> no, 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 I, I, some of the song, but yeah, no, no, no. It, yeah, they 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 make well, him Oswald. Yeah, it's he, the pretender. Yeah, I know. For, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 make and and it's 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 all told in flashback. Like, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, they they make him go through and recreate being Lee Harvey Oswald, um, and arguably in the show, it might have been like how they set up Oswald. Because, so so Jared is a, he, he's he's this guy who's a super genius. Uh, he lives in this place called the Center, and the Center mm. has like the spooky English spelling with the <laughs> R E instead of an E R. Um, Which means it's bad, obviously. Yeah. Sure, uh, and he you know he's a, he's an absolute genius guy, and what he finds out when he's in his like mid to late twenties is, oh, all these simulations you've been running for years and years and years, mm. um, they've been used to like fake terrorist uh, uh, attacks oh, wow. and set up like you know horrible foreign governments and awful countries and just do all these terrible things. Mm. Um, so he feels this personal responsibility for it, so he escapes. Um, and the entirety of this show is is really uh, three things. Uh, one, Jared going around, you know, mostly the U.S., uh, trying to, like, make amends for the, you know, the horrible things that he inadvertently did. Uh, two, being pursued by... Um, this guy who was basically a surrogate father for him, uh, this guy Sydney, who was also his handler and his therapist uh, mm. at the center, uh, and he's also being uh, pursued by a woman who's almost exclusively referred to as Miss Parker, who is the daughter of the head of the center, um, and a guy named Brutes, who's played by John Grease, uh, mm. John Grease of Monster Squad fame and uh, a couple different things. If you saw him, you oh Uncle Rico, he's Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, um, how could we forget? How could you forget? <laughs> um, God, Vic, how could you forget? Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. But uh, but yeah. So like, so that's the second part, and the third part is every episode uh, is um, Jared. The reason he takes on like you know, it's it's that same sort of like equalizer, uh, uh, you know, Spencer for hire sort of like you know, a crime of the week thing. Uh, the reason he takes on a specific instance of helping this particular person is you'll get flashbacks of him as a kid uh and like you know uh, uh you know quote-unquote file footage from the center um showing like a particular simulation he went through and how it influenced what happened to this other person mm. so it's him going around like you know doing the best he can to help people so one of the hooks of the show is again he's a super genius um, he can read like medical texts overnight and become a neurosurgeon the next day. Um, he's also like a little kid in that he doesn't have a lot of hands-on experience with the world at large. So there's an episode where Jared learns about ice cream. He'd never <laughs> had it before because he was living in this horrible place. And so he he's at a park and there's an ice cream truck that pulls up and he buys some. And he's like, this is amazing. And there's like a nine-year-old boy who's like, yeah, dork. Of course it is. It's ice cream. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you have that? And they'll tie that into the way he fucks with the three people pursuing him. So uh. when they'll like finally get to his hotel room, there'll be like a giant ice cream sundae with a video for them. Um, or like, there's an episode where he finds out about Twinkies, yeah. and like that's what he's obsessed about the entire nice. time. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's it's a really cool high concept show, and it's 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 also really interesting to see uh, Michael T. Weiss who plays the lead. Uh, to go from this 
really sweet childlike innocence to this like vengeful god when he like gets to <laughs> Uh, um, like enact justice on whoever the bad guy is that episode. It is this pure, like unfiltered rage of this guy who's like spent his entire life in this corporation. Uh, and it's like, yeah, I can be a monster too. It's this really uh, great, like angry Superman kind of moment. Huh. Um, and like you can, you can find the entire show on DVD for like $20. There you go. Yeah. Next, next to the shield. Yeah. Next to the shield. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> Five shows running down. I'm about to catch up. On, so this has been <laughs> Vic, very uh, educational. So. Vic, what do you got, man? What's our what's what's one um, more drama from you that we that either we need to watch or I, I got I got to honor my um, my two biggest bias biases are towards old stuff and horror related stuff. Okay. So those can uh, come together nicely with the Twilight Zone, the original oh, Twilight Zone. All right, yeah. Um, legitimately, I think probably for me the best show of all time. Um, take into account what you can get from it. Um, kind of like the the grandfather of Black Mirror, if you like Black Mirror, I would say. It's kind of I the, do. I've, I've... Yeah. There's a lot of Black Mirror. Well, there's a lot of Twilight Zone in Black Mirror. Um, Rod Sterling wrote a lot of the episodes on Twilight Zone, so that guy's a genius. And, um, yeah, just really, it's not only really horror. It's like horror, sci-fi. But the writing and the acting is, like, really strong. Like, they had really good actors from, like, the 50s, 60s in the show. Oh, yeah, you got some Shatner um, in there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw um, the monster on the wing. There's someone on the wing! <laughs> Something! <laughs> Outside of that actor, <laughs> mostly good actors. Just killed my point on that. But I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> there's so many episodes that would make, like, great movies. Could be expanded oh, yeah. to, like, great movies. So many good story ideas. Um, just, like, anthology-wise, it's, it's just... Fantastic, and that's that's everywhere. That's on Amazon. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, and like it's, um, I love. There's a Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy fame makes makes fun of um, the Twilight Zone Mm. in a really really specific way, and and it crystallizes just about every single episode of the Twilight Zone. Take any man and put him somewhere. But nothing makes sense, and that's an episode of the Twilight Zone. But, <laughs> but, but I swear, I swear it was just like this. What are you talking about? Like that's yes. every episode of the Twilight Zone. It's um, but yeah, now, there's there's some scary stuff. There's some yeah. really like poignant stuff, like the one where the woman has the uh, facial reconstruction surgery. Oh, yeah. I should be older. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's um. Yeah. There's a lot of um, yeah, social messages within the stories. Oh, the one with little Ron Howard when he's um. Oh yeah, yeah, I know you. Yeah, uh, what was his name in that? episode oh. where he basically whatever he imagined could come true oh no um no that was um oh it was uh God damn it it's it's will from lost in space it's not ron howard oh uh, billy mooney his name yes though. bill mooney yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay oh i thought it was ron howard for some reason yeah um but yeah i, I mean, mean that's the 50s ron howard was in everything I th- <laughs> it's one of those shows too it's because it's black and white i think some people are hesitant if they haven't seen it yeah there's a stigma about black and white so but i want to say i was maybe like nine years old right and um, the Sci-Fi Network had just created. And I had pneumonia. Mm. And I was out of school for two weeks. Wow. And they had a marathon of all of the Twilight Zone episodes. Wow. And I watched every single one of them. Because, Holy first shit. off, I can barely move. <laughs> and, like, secondly, like, yeah. nobody was fighting me in the house for the remote. Because I would, I mean, like, I would be like, I- I'm dying. So, stop. Leave me alone. Um, so like I got to watch all of them and just like, I, oh man, I fell in love with that show and it's, it, it still holds up 60 years later. It still holds up. Oh yeah. And like, uh, Rambo and I were talking about this before, uh, before the, uh, we were on the air. Um, I absolutely love Disney world and there's a twilight zone ride in Disney world, the twilight zone tower of terror. Ah, yeah. And it's my favorite ride just because of the whole like concept. It's like Hollywood, 1945. <laughs> yeah. Of 
ritzy hotel. Like, and it, like the tower gets hit by lightning and it goes into like another dimension. <laughs> and it's, it's just cool as shit. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's so much fun. And like all the people that when you go into it are like in character. And like the first time my son went on the ride, he's like six, right? He gets off of it and he's still freaked out, right? And like one of the bellhops is like in character and he, and he like sees my son kind of freaking out. And he's like, did you enjoy your ride, sir? And he was like, yeah, it was so much fun. He's like, would you like to go again? And he was like, no, no way. I don't want to go again. And the guy was like, very good, sir. It was just, it was just spot on. And like, it was one of the things that I love about Disney. Quick aside is that they take these things that you watched and that you experienced when you were a kid and they make it part of reality. And yeah. Like you get to live it. And that's just, that's just so cool. Like, yeah. I mean, who would ever think that you got to live the Twilight Zone? And you get to. And it's, it's awesome. Classic theme. So, yeah. Uh, a, a sort of a cultivated list of yes. um, name celebrities that were on Twilight Zone in their younger years: Robert Redford, George Takei, Robert Duvall, uh, Julie Newmar, Burt Reynolds, Charles Bronson, and Elizabeth Montgomery in the same episode. What? Uh, William Shatner did a ton of episodes. Ah, well, this at least validates what I said initially. <laughs> well, Leonard, William Nimoy, Shatner didn't kill it off. So. Uh, Ron Howard was in uh, at least one episode. I knew he was uh, in Little Baby Ron Howard. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Veronica Cartwright, Carol Burnett, Jonathan Winters, uh, Martin Landau. Uh, oh God, wasn't Landau the man with the all the time in the world? Basically, like the world is ended and he's got all the books. Yeah, and then no, 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 it's Burgess break. Meredith. Burgess Meredith, thank Burgess you. Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Okay, uh, what's that one God, called? Sidney Pollack, oh, James, uh, good old Jimmy Doohan, uh, uh, Scotty, oh, um, Jack Klugman, Donald Pleasance, Dick York, Dennis Weaver. Yeah. Just, yeah, a ton of people. An Let's, absurd amount of people. We got a couple more minutes here, uh, and we can wrap up, guys. But I want to go over some of the ones that we missed. We're all of the same age. I'm going to play this theme song, and all of you are going to agree. And if you don't, get the fuck off my show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so I specifically didn't include this because I was like, it's not. I'm. I'm gonna exclude all animated stuff. That's gotta be that's some fair. That because is, we will do that the next episode. There you go. Yeah. I. Because. I, because I, initially, when we talked about the this, it was the Mount Rushmore of TV shows. And then we realized we couldn't just do five. And I was like, like no, we can't. Well, yeah. yeah, we can't limit the. There's. Yeah. There's right, no way. So. To be so okay. Fine. Batman the animated series is on my list, but f- fuck it. We'll save it for the cartoon. 100. percent Yeah. Um, another one that is in the same genre, however, not animated. I wouldn't say is my favorite. It's in my list of favorites. Because it's going to depend on how it ends and how they f- they continue it. My name is Barry Allen. Oh, yeah. And That's, I'm the fastest man alive. That show, the things it does well, it does really well. Yes. And I certainly appreciate what it's been able to do in terms of the seriousness and the they don't shy away from goofy stuff which i really appreciate yeah um they're taking one of my favorite dc superheroes and doing them justice because i feel like the flash always gets overlooked sure yeah it's always batman and superman and that's it and when they when they announced they were going to do a green arrow show like what was this like 10 years ago now God, it might have been that long yeah, ago. Man. I was like, I was like, meh, I didn't care. And then I heard they were like, dude, Barry Allen's on episodes of Arrow. And I was like, wait, like, as the Flash? Fucking, hold up, what? <laughs> as the Flash. And they were like, no, but they're going to do a Flash show. And I was like, all in, let's do it. Well, it's it's funny because 
I feel like this is sort of an Iron Man kind of situation where yeah. like the big heavies were all either taken or like, you know, we're not going to sink the money into this that we, we really could. So yeah. like we can't do a Superman show, you know, there's all kinds of weird rights issues about Batman oh, with yeah. TV stuff yeah. where like Warner Brothers either can't or just doesn't want to deal with it. It's, it's the reason Fox is doing Gotham, which is god awful. Mm. Um, I hate that show too. It's yeah. so it's so bad. And like um, the worst thing about it is, is you literally could take the Batman animated series and take every single episode that they did. Oh, just readapt it, yeah, and just make it live action, sure. like yeah. episode for episode, and it would be fucking phenomenal. There's no reason that Gotham should. I, Okay, I, we will have a whole conversation about this, but I'll say this one last thing. Yeah. There is no reason that Gotham shouldn't be um, the shield or the wire without Batman. There's no reason for it. If you did Gotham Central, the comic, as a TV show, that is what that show would be. Yeah. Where Batman is either minimal or not there at all. Yeah. Um, and it's just a fucking mess. Yeah. Like, it, it for the longest time, it was my show that I would watch and yell at the TV. And then I missed like four or five episodes that just stacked up in my DVR. Yeah. And every time I looked at it, it was like a death sentence. And so I finally just <laughs> erased it. And, yeah. I, and it was like this weight lifted off my shoulders. I don't have to deal with Gotham anymore. I don't. Yeah. Everybody, this is very important, and it's really obvious in retrospect, but it's important that you hear this. You don't have to experience media you don't like. If there's a movie coming out, you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it. Yeah. Don't don't listen to the album by that artist you don't like. Don't watch. Don't read that terrible comic. Don't you just watch too many things yeah. that are worth your time. Don't experience shitty media. That being said, <laughs> if you're tired of Gotham and you're looking for a good superhero TV show, <laughs> hop on over to Netflix and watch our buddy Matt Murdock. Oh my God! These two seasons. Oh fuck! It's so good. Are so incredible. Daredevil and, is so good. Dude, what they're going to do with this next season, I have no idea. I don't care. I'm so... I mean... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm yeah. 100% in. But then, caveat here. It's hard to say it's a favorite show when there's only been one season. Mm. But I'm going to tie right in directly. You mean the Punisher? <laughs> yeah. To the Punisher. That was the best season, one season shot of a superhero that I've seen but not only that, taking a character and updating him to a modern aesthetic. And again, too, I was talking about how like I don't often get shows that I want to watch that my wife wants to watch with me. Yeah. I'm going to spoil the shit out of this, okay? If you haven't seen Punisher, <laughs> stop Vic, listening you for a second. you watched Punisher? <laughs> I've not, but it's okay. Spoil away. There's a so. scene where he's got the CIA guy. And remember, like the cloudy eyes because of Frank Castle. Yeah. And Frank has got him on the ground, and he starts to gouge out his eyes. And my wife goes, is he going to take his eyes again? Is he going to take his eyes again? He's going to take his eyes again. And I was like, I could hear the excitement in her voice. And I was like, yeah, this is this is going to work. All right. That is a show that so easily could have relied exclusively on, yeah, this whole show is just going to be like Punisher shooting people in the face. That's it. That'll, that, that'll be the entire show. There's so much more depth and to it. And there is so much nuance and so much depth in the explore, exploration of toxic masculinity and PTSD and there so Vic you should absolutely watch this show well it's not that they got it right I mean my only you know I remember the movies and uh so it's kind of a turn off the (laughs) thing about the the thing about the movies is they're trying to do truncated versions of like yeah the comic booky cool kind of the character of the Punisher. Right. This show is like, yeah, Frank is important and Frank is a focus, but he's not the primary focus of this series. Oh. Uh, it's really going to be violence is really what the show is about. Um, which isn't to say that every show, every episode is, is just ex- is like horribly violent. It's plenty violent. Oh yeah. But it's not always done for titillation. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the most interesting aspects of the show is there are four characters that are used to explore what it means to, co- to go to war. And Frank is one of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, su- you see the successes and the failures of, of people who come back. Uh, and there's this one younger guy who just, he can't handle it. Like, he's just a guy who either from his, his life beforehand, coupled with what he saw when he was, when he was uh, uh, enlisted, or just in what he saw when he was at war, it's completely changed him as a person. Yeah. And it's a really interesting, interesting examination yeah. of that. And it, it, and then you see like the other side whew. of it too, what ends up being one of the main villains ends up being somebody who profits off of war and has mm. no problem taking his morality completely out of the equation yeah. and it becoming just a thing. Yeah. And that mm. there it, it's, you see the good, you see the bad, you see the in between. And it's just like, it's just an incredible show. And you definitely need to watch it, guys. We I'm only solid. got a, we only got a couple <laughs> minutes here. Let's go ahead and wrap. We could talk about this for hours. I know. Um, some quick hitters. Star Trek: The Next Generation needs to be on the list. Yeah, absolutely. Give, oh, me, yeah. give me some more. What else? What else you guys got? Uh, the Americans is actually a really good show. I need to get on that. Rambo. That's, uh, West Wing. West Wing. Yeah, it's politics the way you want politics to be. Yeah. Good and bad. Yeah. Um, Stranger Things. Oh fucking a! Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Vic. Um. We don't really talk about Game of Thrones, but obviously Game of Thrones. So yeah, that show is doing things like with drama and it's it's hard to get into though. I'm not gonna lie, the first couple episodes you gotta almost have a notepad taking notes. There's so many characters and storylines being being treaded, but just yeah, give it a chance. So. Yeah, um, there's a lot going on. In yeah, we talked we talked about it before. The Office. That's that's one of yeah. those ones you can just turn on and watch and enjoy because yeah, there's sure. so many good little things going on with it. Um, I think. Oh God. Okay. Why did we not mention this? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a. It's got to be its own category too, though. It's got to be like is, this is another one of those shows. I don't even know if it's on Hulu or Netflix, but I feel like you can watch this all the way. It's, it's on TV, it's not. I don't have regular TV anymore, though, so it's hard for me. Like oh, I want to watch wow. these shows, but I can't. Yeah, there, I don't think there's anywhere you can currently go and watch like Fresh Prince from the beginning. I'm sure if yeah. I went to like if I went because I know Will Smith has a place in Philly. If I drove up there and asked him. <laughs> I'll give you probably space. just be hey, like, hey man, personal copies. So. Do you, do you have like some old VHS copies? <laughs> do you? I mean, this you, makes me think and, like and the. You know, uh, he would be like, of course. You know, this makes me think of the Martin show, which was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just like when people talk about like TV dads. I think my Uncle Phil. my number one seed is Uncle Phil. Either Uncle Phil or, Car- or Carl Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, yeah, man. Uh, uh. The only reason I don't say Carl Winslow is because like he treated Eddie like shit. <laughs> 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 he treated and in fact, he had a whole daughter that disappeared. He can't be that good of a father. He treated the middle Urkel. daughter just disappeared. <laughs> he treated Which Urkel. Like yeah, he did treat. Yeah, I'm just. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I was gonna say. Oh, the dude, the fucking the Ben Verena episode. Yeah, of Fresh Prince. Dad? Oh I my still god, cry. I will. I will cry. Oh, why doesn't he want me? Well, yeah. Oh why doesn't my he want god, me? Just, they should have gave him an Oscar, even though it's a TV show. It's amazing. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, stay on the sitcom run. Everybody loves Raymond. Everybody yeah. Loves Raymond mm. is yeah. a tight, smart, uh, uh, really engagingly written, um, I don't want to say real, but like yeah. uh, 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 in that various Millitude way of like realistically real yeah. or feels real, feel, feels more real than reality oh, kind of thing. That's, it's such a good depiction of, of the way families interact with each other. And like Robert 
hating Raymond <laughs> for no good reason other than just that, like, Raymond's mother loves everything yeah. that he does. There's no escaping it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so many. It's Boy, not even a guilty pleasure. I, Boy Meets World was, uh, was a good Boy uh, Meets teen, World is a great one. It's a good teen show for sure. I, I agree. And that's one of those fictional restaurants, Chubby's. Oh, is yeah. one of those places. <laughs> Chubby's Famous is yeah. another one that I would want to eat at. Um, oh, God. Yeah. How did I not think of Golden Girls? God damn it. Like one of them, like the smartest, most witty, biting shows. Raunchy? Like those those women were nasty. Yeah. And like, <laughs> this is like, I remember the reason why, and I talked about this with Hook. I went and saw it with my grandmother, right? My grandmother and me were like, like this I was the first grandkid I was the favorite fuck all the rest of those kids right but like I was the number one I would stay over at her house on Saturday nights right up in up in Oxon Hill Maryland and we would watch this shit together and I was like six seven years old and like that was what was cool about my grandma I remember being older and she would watch two and a half men like that's a raunchy ass comedy for an old 90 year old Jewish woman to be watching but she loved that shit like you want to talk about we were talking about like things that developed our sense of humor and stuff like that and I was talking about like Looney Tunes and stuff my grandmother being okay with stuff like this and like this is the kind of stuff that she exposed me to and like I still love that show I have a show I, I have that Golden Girls t-shirt the one that says stay golden oh yeah same here it. oh yeah yeah oh man yeah. Um, I, I love I love that show that and classic. I'm so glad that in its in its pat like now it's long gone I mean it's been 20 30 years since it's been off the oh, air easily. but it's it, it holds up and people are like almost like a renaissance of it where people are giving it its due because mm. the, the show was, was way ahead of its time. There's a remake currently being developed. Oh, God. Seriously. What, so, so, and it's, it's, I think it's called Silver Foxes. And it's, <laughs> it's, Silver four, Foxes. it's four gay <laughs> men living together in Miami. You know what? I'm in. Okay. I, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in. Well, I, got, to, to, I got a bit. I'm intrigued. <laughs> to yeah. piggyback on, on uh, Golden Girls, uh, Designing Women. Designing Women is a show that I could definitely watch yeah. a lot of. I remember watching Designing Women with my mom when I was a kid. And um. uh, Dixie Carter is a role model of mine. I've been referred to as Julie Sugarbaker many, many times <laughs> by my buddy Chris, um, which is a badge I wear proudly. Um, yeah, that's what another about, um What about Murder, She Wrote? <laughs> See, Murder, Murder, She Wrote is a show that I never got into. Oh, so... I, just, it, it, I, I don't know. It's to be its I own never... show. Yeah, that's I'm okay with it, because I, I remember so. watching it with my with my dad's mom. My, the other grandma was my mom's mom, but, like, yeah. I remember watching that with, with that grandmother, and she really loved that show, but, like... Yeah, my parents watched it, too. One that I remember specifically when we were talking about Fox's early days of reruns, I watched the shit. Out of Three's Company. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. And Jack Tripper in this show was a chef, and he had a sh- he had a restaurant that he worked at where he was the head chef called the Regal Beagle. That's also oh, on my. I do remember that. That's also on my fictional restaurant because the Regal Beagle. I remember that was the first time I watched TV and watched somebody cook on TV, and I was like, "That looks amazing. I want to eat that food." And it wasn't even real. Like, like he wasn't John Ritter wasn't making real food. Come yeah. on, like this is the top five theme song I'd say for TV shows for sure. Yeah, with like, yeah, first like three notes, I knew exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a full episode of this show in years. This is like a, a Nick at Night staple. This oh, is like God, I always yeah. watch the Nick at Night. And like this show doesn't really age well because it was like, oh, there's a man living in an apartment with women. We can't have that thing. Oh, but he's gay, so it's okay. Wackiness. But he pretends a to be controversial gay. show back in right. But that yeah, was the seventies, man. It and just Don Knotts with me. his like scarves that he wore all the time. <laughs> it never occurred to me until just now why. Mr. Roper or or or, or Mr. Hurley were just so upset about because I never 
were presented as like particularly religious guys. So why did they have such a problem with Jack living in the apartment? I don't understand. It was the seventies. Mystery. It was the seventies. And we've been getting we've been getting some good comments from uh, from MC Brooks here. Um, let me read some of those, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap things up here. He said, um, eight years ago was when the uh, was when Arrow started." Okay. So all right. Nearly um, time, but yeah, he, all right. Eight. He agrees with me that the Flash is the is the greatest of all time of the of the, <laughs> mar, of the Arrowverse shows. I'm I'm with him. I love me some Barry Allen, and I love Team Flash. Hands down, like Cisco is is my man. I love yeah. Cisco so much. They made vibe cool. That's a fucking Herculean yeah. task. Yeah, these shows have the added benefit of being able to set up the this universe because people don't know these characters that well. So that's a really good point. True. Superman, you can't really mess with them because everybody knows Superman's stuff. Sure. So. Um, you know of the Flash, but you probably didn't know the details, which I would agree. Agree. Um. They're going to Gotham in the Arrowverse this season. What? Hmm. Yeah, Batgirl is coming. These are all like updates. I like this. Thank, thanks, MC. So is fucking uh, Oliver finally going to put on his cowl and become Batman? Because obviously that's what that fucking show wants to be. Right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, introducing Batgirl and she's eventually going to get a show in 2019, 2020. Hmm. I'm, I'm okay with this. If you can do Batgirl. I mean, honestly, a chick Batman? I'm all for it. As long Do as it. it's not um, awesome. As long as it's not Alicia Silverstone, I think we're good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> or uh Oh, and he says Batwoman. He says Batwoman, not Batgirl. Oh. So that's very different. Oh yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um in Living Color, actually MC, I think you jumped in a little bit late. We did talk about in Living Color. It's definitely briefly. on the list. Yeah, sketch I mean, in terms of sketches, there's a there's a uh, documentary series on CNN called The History of Comedy. Yeah. And there's an episode in the second season about sketch. Really? Sketch and improv. Mm, nice. And they talk and I didn't realize like just how many of those shows there'd been. Like dozens wow. and dozens of Chappelle, those shows. Chappelle show was a good one too. Chappelle. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's we forgot Chappelle. God damn, we forgot so many. Um We'll we'll have to come back to this. I think sure. that like we did when I was talking about the music show that I did, like the alternative music oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. That what we'll end up doing is is we'll segment this, and we'll do like, hey, we're talking about the best meh of this category. We'll mm-hmm. talk about animated. We'll talk about sketch. We'll talk about to. whatever. We'll bring some other people in because you know, hey, we're all about this. You have three minutes, Mister Rambo, <laughs> and here's what your three minutes is because I just remembered. Okay, you wanted to give some shout outs. Oh God, there's so many. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Um, oh wow. There's a ton of people that I I, I had the fortunate. Uh, I'm fortunate in that I went to an art school and got to be surrounded by really wonderful creative people, um, and they are all doing really incredible things right now. Uh, my buddy yeah. uh, Jonah Colia is doing uh, these really incredible paintings and mixed media pieces. Um, uh, irresolute.com, I-R-R-E, Z-O-L-U-T.com uh, is these, uh, his website. Uh, he's been doing like a whole series based on uh, the game Destiny recently. Um, Chris Kreese is a photographer and videographer. Uh, Kreese Works, C-R-E-E-S-E Works um, is his company. Uh, he's currently selling t-shirts to try and raise some funds uh, to get some I new can, equipment. I can dig that. Um, my buddy uh, Chris Scott is uh, putting out a comic called uh, Two Ton Rock God, which is um, a, a, a narrative based on an art book he did a year, a couple years ago. Uh, I think the preview drops tomorrow. Uh, if you Google Chris Scott or Chris James Scott on uh, Instagram, I believe uh, you can find his stuff. It's like really weird, wonderful. Um, 
if you were a child of the of the 80s or 90s it's like there's something in there for literally everyone it's nice. it's music controlled mechs um so like if if prince you know playing crazy licks made a fucking robot move that's what this comic's about <laughs> Um, I'm so into that. <laughs> Done. Um, uh, yeah, like, so, yeah, so like uh, uh, heavy metal meets real steel. It's, nice. it's yeah, 100% that. Um, my friend uh, uh, Robin Williams, Robin with a Y, uh, goes by Rewind, with a, also with a Y and 7i. Uh, Rewind Williams on Facebook and everywhere online. Uh, Bite Size Treasure, B-Y-T-E, uh, is all her stuff. It's all... Um, uh, 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 marine biology, uh, um, aquatic animals and stuff. Uh, she does like adorable, adorable uh, stickers and little 3D printed. She was doing like little 3D printed like Tamagotchi things, yeah, uh, and prints and T-shirts and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, uh, and I think I guess finally, uh, my buddy Todd Churn is this really brilliant animator. Um, I found out today that he has uh, a sticker pack on uh, uh, available for iOS uh, called Dino Puffs, P-U-F-F-S. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah. Uh, and they're cool. just they're really a, just super adorable. Um, he he's a guy that like I, I'm sure he's tired of hearing it at this point. If if Todd had money behind him, he'd be the next Chuck Jones. Like really, really incredibly talented. Like I think honestly, man, we might have to again. Well, I think we're going to talk more about this, but we bring him here. I'll talk to give him, him a see voice. If he, see if we can't uh, yeah. get him on the air because he's an incredibly talented guy, like someone who has a true love for animation, yeah. and it shows in his work. Hmm. The reason why I wanted and to so give so you... many people, I, I know there's people I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, and you'll have more opportunities for this because the reason why you did that is because now in GGR's new incarnation in our new revived, brought back from the dead form. It's all about sharing this thing that we love, whether it's music, which is my horrible 8-bit version of Africa that I just fell in love with. <laughs> um, it's us talking about TV. It's it's talking about like the comic book that I wrote. It's Vic's book that he wrote. It's like the articles that I write on GGR. It's artwork that our friends do. It's music that our friends do. The only way that we can all really do something with the things that we love is to share them. And instead of using the internet for spreading hate and anger and frustration. Let's 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 use it to share the shit that we love and share it with other people. That's what this was meant to be. And let's make it that thing. And that's why we're doing this. That's why you guys are here. That's why I'm so glad you guys were able to come on this episode. I am sorry to cut you off, but <laughs> we could talk all night about this. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. Go to the website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check out James Rambo's stuff. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. Vic has got some books. They're on Amazon. It's Vic, V-I-K, Azeem, A-Z-E-E-M. Check out his books. They're incredibly funny. Um, a little bit of horror, a little bit of action, a little bit of everything. I mean, you, you can't ask for more than that. But guys, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this has been GGR Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.